One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hey everyone, welcome back to Core. This is Core, where we talk about the world of video games and the industry that surrounds them. My name is Scott Johnson. I'm here with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. And today we're going to dive into some cool topics. I will say this though. Um, you know how I said uh, I played a lot of that Outriders game last week? You guys remember that? Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Um, I've thought about playing a lot more of it, but I didn't. In fact, it's been almost a week since I last picked it up. Not because I don't want to play it. I do. But I have a theory as to why Game Pass games give me this sense, almost like Netflix, like, it's okay. It can sit there. I'll get to it because it's not going anywhere kind of feeling. And that's a weird new experience for me in video games. The the rush is off on that game because, A, I didn't pay 70 bucks for it. And, B, it's on Game Pass and it's going to be there for the foreseen future. And see, there were other things that I was messing around with, which we'll talk about later in the in the show, that I think just made me, you know, think. Well, okay, this is like, um, um, what's the what's the superhero show on Netflix everybody raves about, and I haven't seen yet, and they got a monkey in it, an animated monkey. You guys know the the show? What's it called? The Umbrella Academy. Yes, Umbrella Academy seasons one and two. I haven't I'm, seen I haven't a seen I haven't seen a minute of that show. Not because no. it's not up my alley. Not because I'm not interested in comic adaptations. I totally am. But I didn't do it because I know it's just going to be there for me. And I think I'm having that with Outriders a little bit. It's just sort of like... But I mean, in theory, it's interesting. I know what you mean, and I agree with it. But 
it could go off game pass. It could. There's no guarantee yeah. that it stays there. Yeah, it like, could. Arguably, there is less guarantee that you will be able to play that game when you want because it's a Game Pass game than a game that you did pay seventy dollars for. Well, what do you think the over under is on Microsoft buying <laughs> people can fly? Because they may as well they're just <laughs> buying everybody else, so that's possible. But I, you know, well, the, the other aspect is it'll just end up on sale. By yeah, the time that's it true. goes off Game Pass, it'll be thirty dollars somewhere. Yeah, they, so well, pro- even on Microsoft Store, they'll they take Game Pass games that are leaving and they say, hey. If you wanted to grab and hold on to this and keep it, this third-party effort and pay less, you can save a little money. So I could do that. So yeah, like I don't know. It's just a weird. It's a weird new way. It's a way I haven't looked at games that I have been looking at other entertainment, and now I'm suddenly faced with the same kind of Netflix dilemma of well, it's there and it's going to live there, especially stuff that is Microsoft owned and I know will be there in perpetuity, like. I, I should be playing. I should finish Ori and the Will of the Wisps. That's an amazing game. And I love it. It looks incredible. And I want to play it and I want to finish it. But part of me is like, it'll keep. It's in the fridge. It's okay. One day I'm going to want to open the fridge and go, oh, yeah, let's have some of that. And I'll play it then. But I don't feel any kind of weird rush to get in there. So hey, yeah. you also haven't spent money that you're trying to justify the purchase of. That's a good point. That's the main you're thing. Not, yeah. Yeah. Is the money? Um, I mean, if these games were <laughs> like when uh, we talked about it a little bit last week, but when MLB's The Show, a Sony product, comes to um, Game Pass next month or this month, sorry, middle of the month, uh, next week, I guess. Uh, I'm part of me's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get this game that Sony players have to pay seventy bucks for. It's not coming to Plus or now. They have to buy like a full blown priced version of that game as a first party title game. And I can get it on Game Pass and play it that day. But then I wonder, well, because I know it's going to be there at least for a, a while. Um, I don't know how long, but for a while, I part of me is like, no, you don't. There's no rush because that 70 bucks isn't burning a hole in anything. You just kind of again, it's just sort of it's teed up for me when I'm in the mood. And, I want to uh, play it because it feels dangerous. Yeah, it feels like it feels like I'm getting away with something like, uh, oh, yeah. it's almost like illegal piracy. It's like, well, I'm not supposed to be doing this. I didn't pay for this Sony product. I don't have a PS five. Ooh, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to play it on my Xbox. What do you think of that? It does. It feels Uh, like, it feels like the confirmation. They said who, uh, who caused this to happen. It apparently was not, not really Microsoft, not really Sony. It was MLB. Oh, they wanted wanted to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's my takeaway on that. (laughs) I think that MLB is seeing, what they're seeing with some shifts in the game and the gaming industry is they're seeing a game like MLB's the show is uh, they see it as a bit of a system seller or, you know, a good game to have on the dominant platform when Sony's winning, when Sony's got a dominant platform. And I think they're not so sure that that will be the case this generation in terms of dominance. But even beyond that, I think they're like, yeah, we'd like to be seen every, we'd like to have more coverage. You know, we'd like to be yeah. in other places. So that doesn't surprise me at all. They're technically the publisher of the game. So in a very real way, they call the shots anyway, in terms of like where you're going to put the game, we're going to output it. So I don't know what it means for the future. What it probably means, if I'm to guess, we'll see how this goes. But I, my guess is Sony keeps making the show, but maybe the MLB starts loosening up how easily they give out licensing so others can make baseball games with real players in it and stuff. With real locations? I don't know. Could be interesting. So we'll keep our eye on it. But it comes out on like the 15th or something. 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. 420. Blaze up, everybody. Baseball. America's best. <laughs> Blaze up and play baseball. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty exciting stuff. All right, let's dive into Jive. Let's dive into this. Or jive into it. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not here to judge oh, how you get into things. Wow, we got we became a way cooler show since last week. I agree. Jive over to some news. There's jive. There's a jibber jab. <laughs> it just never ends. Jive dive live. That's exactly right. And jive dive live here on your hard drive. All right, check this out. Uh, Death Loop. This was this really rad game coming from the folks who brought us such things as those two games they made for Bethesda. Can't think of their names now. Dishonored? <laughs> I'm playing one was of them Dishonored? again. Dishonored? Yes, thank you. Dishonored 1 and 2. Uh, Dishonored 1 and 2. And uh, they also made uh, the Prey game that's not like the other Prey game. So there's like three <laughs> Prey games, and right. the one they want is the one they made. Um, anyway. The one with the, the, the gooey goo. The gooey goo. But- the right. black goo. Is that the one? Like world, looked like World of Goo. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I haven't played it. I've only seen trailers, but the enemies always look like these goo monsters. <laughs> yeah, they can turn into stuff. It's not the one yeah. with portals and no aliens. No, and the cowboy guy or whatever he was. Uh, not that. Wasn't that cowboy? He's a Native American. Or was he? I don't remember. He had a cowboy yes. hat on and like spurs no, and stuff. No, he didn't. Didn't he? Why no. do I? Why do I have that in my head? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was like a a rootin' tootin', you know, I mean nope. Native American, but like in the but he's really into the cowboy stuff, no? <laughs> nope, he's just a guy. <laughs> All right. Just a, just, just a modern man. All right. That's fair. Um this is by I should have said their name. It's Arcane Studios. They are very highly thought of, these people. People like their games a lot. Um I'm I'm here to tell you, I think um I keep wanting to say uncharted. What's it? What is it again? Dishonored. Dishonored. Shit. I mean, it has a similar prefix. Like it's an un something, right? Like you're not honored. You're dishonored. You're not chartered. You're char- chartered or chartered. <laughs> <laughs> I think chartered's an airplane game. Um, Unchartered. It's, <laughs> it's you're not. Char- it's not <laughs> chartered. <laughs> the most dangerous plane ride in America. Uncharted. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Discharted. No, it's, un- yeah. It's, it's not charted. It's uncharted. It's right. not honored. It's dishonored. Dishonored. And it's not spoken. It's forespoken. Or unspoken. No. Be spoken. No. Force. Oh. Easy. Yeah. He's spoken. He's spoken. He's spoken. Seems hot in 2021. <laughs> but yeah, like this, uh, this is, these are, these guys make really cool games. I think that's maybe the best thing they ever made, but I'm kind of partial to its vibe. But, uh, but yeah, Death This Loop. never looked like an enticing game to me, though. Deathloop? Oh, or, you know? or uh, un, uh, uh, Dishonored. Which one do you mean? The Deathloop. Oh. Like, I'm sure, like, everything you said about the company being reputable, and ex- that, like, that's the exciting part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know that the game actually ever looked interesting to me. That's, oh, that's, uh, that's interesting. I think it looks, yeah, I, mean, um, I mean, I can't, honestly, it's hard for me to tell, because it's got this, like, time loop mechanic that lets you kill and assassinate in sort of weird time loopy ways. Um, hence the name Deathloop. To beyond beyond that, I don't yeah. know a ton about the game other than you know Arcane makes good games, so I'm sort of in. But it yeah. was originally a PS5 console exclusive, and they're keeping it that way. Um, Microsoft, despite the fact that they now bought Bethesda, they said very early and upfront, and I think part of their um, approval by all the you know the regulatory financial stuff that had to happen for that deal to happen. I think they basically said, look, we're, we're going to let all contracts stand, whatever they might 
currently be. So one of those contracts was PS5 exclusivity, at least for a time on console, and it is coming to PC as well. Um, but the whole point of this is it's now coming out September 14th. It has been delayed. What was the original date? Oh, well, it probably bodes well for it. I'm actually watching a gameplay trailer right now. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty neat, right? It's super yeah, next it gen too, good. which is nice. You know, yeah, yeah. it does look pretty good. A, a It's new... one of those things where it depends on how the uh, the loop to the gameplay is. Because here's what it says. Here's here's the description from mm. this article yeah. uh, from GameSpot. Deathloop takes place on a resort island where rich patrons use a constant time loop to indulge their whims without consequences, <laughs> including killing you, uh. the player character. To escape and break out of the loop, you need to methodically take out the shadowy organization running the operation, but all the while you're engaged in a deadly cat and mouse game with an island enforcer. Like, I, I kind of, I'm with Bo, like when I first saw the trailer for this, I was a little like, eh, it seems like it's going to be a, it sounds almost like it would be like a run based game, yeah. you know, like, oh, I get this far and then oops, somebody got me. So now I got to try again and I can get this far again. Um, I think that sounds interesting. I don't know if that would be interesting to play, but I don't know if that's what that game even is. That might just be me hearing a mechanic and assuming that's how it works. Well, one of the reasons I like Arcane is they seem to be one of the few studios willing to start a new IP every time they come up with something. Like they, They're willing to do new stuff and not just get roped into making somebody else's sequel or, or whatever. Prey was really inventive and new, even though we'd all heard the name before. Um the two Dishonored games are incredible, awesome stealth games that are set in this like mix of Victorian England. If you combined it with, um, you know, uh, steampunk kind of stuff going on in that game, it's really cool. This one's a little harder to tell on the tone, but I do recognize the art style a lot and it immediately makes me interested because I just feel like these guys know what they're doing. So I really want to play it. And your description doesn't deter me or make me any less confused. It's just sort of, I really don't know until I get there, I guess. But um, Yeah, I'm curious where it goes. The art style, like you said, it reminds me of, uh, do you remember No One Lives Forever? Oh, yeah, dude. Love that game. Holy crap, that game was good. Where's that revival? It was good. Yeah. I know, I know. That Characters were awesome. great. Liter- actually funny. Like, there were laugh-out-loud moments in that. Um game and it looked great for its day and that's such a cool game oh my gosh uh, maybe there's some connectivity here maybe x arcane people had something to do with that i don't know actually now that you mentioned it but the, the there's a certain like kind of chunky faced uh, uh character design style that these guys do that i really like it's a uh, stylized but also realistic in a weird way um anyway i'm into it if they can get it done and I guess September's okay. It's no big deal. I mean, what was the original date? It was going to be, um, Hey, where's the, the original date? Uh, nobody wants you to know. Uh, they really aren't telling me. Oh, May 21st no. was the original date. So would have been next month, but, uh, you're waiting until September now, folks. So we'll see. And it looks like a fair amount of stealth in that, which is my favorite thing of the, uh, I almost said Uncharted again. What is it again? Oh my gosh! Dishonored. Dishonored. <laughs> Why does that keep happening? I, I keep, don't. I don't know. But every time you, I know it until you say the word Uncharted, and then it blanks, <laughs> yes. and all I can say is Uncharted. Oh, it's throwing me off. All right. Yeah, there is a bit of a 
Bioshocky quality to their style as well. That's fair to say, chat room. Someone in there said that. Anyway, seems neat, and you'll have to wait is the bottom line. So get ready to hurry up and wait. All right, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children getting a 4K HDR remaster on June 8th. I figured YouTube uh, Final Fantasy nerds would lose your lunch over this. Are you excited to rewatch that, that business? Uh, yeah, I think I have 4K remaster. Yeah. UHD? Mm. I have a TV that'll do this. Oh, now. Advent Children. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I yeah, that movie, this. remember? The the animated yeah, film. Yeah, I deal. thought it was a game. If it's the movie. Yeah, the movie actually came out during DVD times. I think it's it's like a relatively low quality kind of version. I definitely want to watch it. I love you it. You know what's great about Advent Master. Children is no matter how many this is what's going on in Final Fantasy VII uh, stories I read or videos i watch or here's a summary of what it all means every time i see advent children i immediately feel like i know nothing about final fantasy 7 story <laughs> and i get more confused really well i mean yes. it's, it is kind of incoherent like I'll, I'll be the first to admit that there's nothing about that movie that i'm like oh i totally get it <laughs> in fact i don't get most of it but it's so visually cool that i don't care it's very visually cool yeah. like that was the thing is i back when i used to be way cooler than i am now and i used to do music videos mm-hmm. to uh animes yeah. anime music videos and stuff like that yeah. uh i used to do advent children videos all the time it's one of my favorite things to edit music to even though i didn't really play final fantasy 7 i didn't really get what was going on but it just looked so cool that putting various songs to it uh felt right do you have so, uh do you have anywhere that we can find this archive of john's edited uh, yeah. anime i don't have any of the final fantasy 7 ones i did find uh a bunch of old stuff i did a long time ago i'll share that with you guys yeah. i i decided to save it on youtube in a private like folder just for like a well this is a stupid thing i did uh so it's not public for anyone to see although also somewhere online uh, when I was trying to find some of the stuff I had edited, somebody had reposted a Helsing one I had made. They had deliberately cut the title part where I said that it was my video out of the video so it didn't have my name on it. But it was 100% something I made. And nobody had ever really seen it. Yeah. But this person's posting of it had like 3 million views or something like that. And I was <laughs> like, well... That's a little weird feeling. That feels unfortunate, but all right. Well, you know, that's the way of the internet, I guess. Yeah. Well, I I look forward to your high def UHD collection of John's edited anime videos coming soon. <laughs> yeah, I'll share, I'll share the link to that folder with you. You guys I would will. love to see that. Oh my I gosh. used to make it in Windows Movie Maker. I mean, like it was not top tier production quality stuff. That, that was, was a very bad stuff. piece of software, but yeah, it would get it the job done if you're trying to do some quick and dirty. I get it. I did a little of that, too, back in the late 90s, early aughts, and uh, did what it needed to do when it needed to. It was fine. It was fine. There's better stuff now is what we're saying. Anyway, Advent Children, very cool thing. You should watch it. Uh, I saw it American dubbed, and it was fine. I still didn't understand a lot of it, but, uh, you know, you do a lot worse with your time. Yeah, I mean, there's so much going on. You get it. Sephiroth's the bad guy. Yeah, the important stuff you get. Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's Sephiroth. Roth, he's bad. Hey, look, it's uh, Big Sword Man from that game you all recognize. He's cool. We all like Cloud, right? Okay, he's cool. He does moves from the game. 
Yeah, right? I think. Like Omni Slash and stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's very distinct. Yeah. He does, he does his, his uh, limit breaks, he, he does them all throughout the, all throughout the uh, movie. John and I will probably talk a bunch about this in a bit, but we we both been playing a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen, the uh, online MMO game, and um, I have a lot of really really glowing things to say about my time in there so far. But I will say this: it wouldn't hurt my feelings if Square at some point announced our next MMO will be set in the more seven weird techno fantasy universe, where you got kind of this combination of you know sword guns and swords that are way too big bullshit and all that i would be into that because i like that style or i like that motif a lot yeah is 14 still very like uh fan like fantasy trope oh yeah you know level like kingdoms uh, and dragons yeah 14's art style is very uh final fantasy 6 final fantasy uh like the tactics type universe yeah. stuff like that final yeah. fantasy 12 yeah, twelve is um, another good example. It's it's very much their take on like Arthurian sort of, you know, Britannia like stuff. Everyone's got a voice, like they're right out of Game of Thrones. It's it's all just very yes, we believe. And then, but occasionally they'll throw in like steampunky elements or some techno elements. Like I'm riding around on a chocobo right now that's made of. He's like a mech. <laughs> It's like a big mech chocobo and more than just like a, like in Warcraft, there's mech type things, but it's all running on steam and goblin tech and all that. This is different. These are like really sleek, almost like they would be in cloud universe. And like John and I, like we've talked about before, some of the raids are based on more modern tech based, um, games like near automata is a, is a basically a raid theme, uh, for one of the raids and get a bunch of gear and stuff. So they're not afraid to like mix a lot of that stuff up, but, um, but yeah, it's yeah, less that it comes from kingdoms. the civilization and it more comes from a magic dimension where there's machines like that, you know? Right. So, right. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the first, uh, the first story arc deals a lot and maybe the others do too. I haven't gotten to them, but it deals a lot with warring nations. Like the one you're a part of is at war with, uh, the kingdom of Garland, which is all very like high tech. They've got spaceships and sword blades and, or gun blades. Not sword blades. That's just the sword. <laughs> sword guns, gun blades, <laughs> sword, sword blades. Uh, so they've got all they've got all that stuff. Whereas you are a little more traditional. But then they also talk about other continents, and that's where ninjas and samurai come from, and all of that. So, right. uh, but yeah, everybody in in the main area is all very proper English. They say things like "We needs must go do that," and they say that a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, we needs, we needs must. must. Stop saying we needs must. Yeah, they say things like "Pray, pray, you might, you may come hither and lend your ear," and like a lot of that talk, which I kind of like. <laughs> I kind of like how how overly flowery and sort of I don't know in your face some of that stuff is. I kind of enjoy it, but um, especially when it's yeah. coming from like anime characters, yeah, like. <laughs> The, the little potato people that Scott hates so much, hate they so come much. up and they come waddling up with their big anime face and rosy red cheeks. And they're like, pray tell, can you tell me the way I must travel? And you're just like, oh, my gosh, what's this voice coming Sometimes from? Sometimes it really throws you like they, they have this um, they have this thing, this this aesthetic in that game. And I guess there may be other games I could point to. But like in Western games, if you've got elves, right? Normally the ears are sticking out of your gear. 
So you'll have holes cut in your hoods, your leather hoods or your or your chain mail or your plate or whatever. And you so your ears are free form or they're tucked inside the helm. This game says, no, no, no. We're going to build special encasings around their elf ears, no matter what they're wearing. So if some guy's wearing like a full like chain mail guard uniform thing, it looks great. Just chain mail everywhere, beautiful shoulder pad pauldron stuff. You got the awesome helm for the most part, gauntlets, all that. You get it to where their ears should be, and these, and it just like goes out in the shape of the ears, but it's nice chain mail ear coverings. It just looks so freaking stupid. And there are moments like that where I just laugh at this game. Um, but my favorite moment was one of those kind of elves. He looks 12, all right? It's kind of androgynous looking, young looking elf guy in a in a big room full of this stuff. There's a big important meeting happening. And the king looks at him and goes, Pray tell, Lord Zibber Zabber, what what how thou thoth biff boff biff. And he looks at him to get an answer, <laughs> and this guy looks at the camera, and I expect, oh, we are having a good time. Uh, like just kind of a whatever. He comes at the camera and goes, Oi, I feel like I'm going to take a minute and explain what I'm It's like this total, like, <laughs> not at all matching his face. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I almost choked myself to death. <laughs> Don't ever do that voice. That's why I can't do harp, uh, Garpoon very often. It totally messes my voice up. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we'll talk more about that game in a bit because that game's rad. And I forgot what my whole point was. Uh, oh, I just want to see. I want to see if they ever do a sequel or a full on, you know, full blown follow up or something. I think just the setting of the cloud era stuff would be really cool. I would like that. Uh, all right. EA Play through Game Pass isn't as all encompassing as you thought it might be. It turns out. John, yeah, I kind of I kind of figured this out uh, because I kept hearing people or when I was looking for reviews for an upcoming segment we're going to do, uh, I remembered that there was that uh, oh man, I can't remember the name. The It Takes oh Two. God. Is that it? The the new oh, the multiplayer. T- yeah, yeah, that weird multiplayer game. co-op thing. Yeah. It's, it's so I was looking two. at reviews for that because I thought maybe there'd be some humor to mine in there and i was like you know what though that is actually maybe a game that would be cool to to play with my wife or to you know to play with the kids or something like that i was like oh it's an ea game shouldn't i have access to that because you know ea play now associated with game pass and that's all connected so maybe i actually have it maybe i can play it uh, so I booted up the EA desktop thing that I had talked about previously that you need, and I went looking for it, and it says next to it, EA Play Pro. Oh. I thought, well, what's EA Play Pro? It turns out that uh, while you do get access to most EA Play games through your Game Pass subscription, uh, they have put some weird restrictions on top of that. And Newer stuff, though, right? Uh, it's like new stuff gets uh, this treatment mostly. Like a lot, I noticed so, Madden and the new hockey game and that stuff. I couldn't play those for a long time, and now I suddenly can. Like they're not day and date games on there. Right? Uh, I don't want to yeah. steal your thunder, John, but I'm, what I'm looking at doesn't look good at all. Oh, what are you? Yeah, looking there, at? It, oh. it's actually far more limited than you would expect. And I put a link to a thing that compares it, and it says. Let's compare EA Play versus EA Play Pro. So it says play new releases up to 10 days before launch. 
And for the regular EA play, it's limited. It's not all. And you can only play up to 10 hours. Oh, really? But this is before for new releases. Like, this is like 10 days before launch on new releases. Not a big deal. Sure. It's the next one. (laughs) Access to all of EA's latest games up to 10 hours is what it is for EA Play. And you have to go to EA Play Pro to get unlimited access. So this is just PC stuff, right? This is just their PC level business because that's what it's saying. I don't know. Only for PC, it it says. It doesn't say Uh, PC. I think. I don't know. I have to go into my Xbox and oh, you know, EA can... Play Pro. Say it is only for PC. If you okay. look up with EA Play, you get access to only for PC. Okay. Because they basically, uh, this is the same. Is that... I, I wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't the same two tiered system they used to have for the Origin stuff. It's just they're calling it something else. Because I remember yeah. that was super limited, right? So does that apply to the X? Does this apply to Xbox Game Pass? Well, not not in the case of anything that's on. If anything's marked EA Play on Xbox, the time limits and stuff, none, none of that's there. It's but if I want to play a new EA game like uh, It Takes Two, I can't play that game unless I buy it outright, uh, or or wait for it. That's it. So yeah. I can buy it on the store, but I it's not part of. Let's just go ahead and play it now on EA Play. So their console setup versus what they're doing on PC sounds like they've got a weird tier system here. This is oh, weird. It's like, yeah, I'm on the Xbox What's really site interesting to me, play. and people are pointing this out, that this is, how it, this is how it worked in the past, but that base level tier, the one you get with Game Pass, yeah. kind of feels like a ripoff. Like, I, it comes with Game Pass, so it's definitely like, uh, okay, it's an added perk, whatever. You know, it's part of it. But if you were just going to sign up for the four dollar or for the five dollars a month version of that, yeah, it's like kind of a shitty deal. It's not it's, the best it's, deal. It's a it's a trial. I mean, ten hours of a service is a trial. Like that, they they have avoided putting the world trial the word the world the word trial in in it, and so this is misleading advertising. Well, okay. Like either it's a subscription access service or it isn't. You know, like this is fine print hiding. Well, it is, but you still have access to whatever back library. That's all. That's a huge part of this. That's the main thing you're buying into in both cases, pro or otherwise. But is that limited to the 10 hours or no. is it just the latest game? No, just okay. the latest game. So if you're playing the latest games, see, I got questions about that. Let's say you're still, playing. It, that's grody. It's grody. Yeah. 10 hours. If it's okay, if they're counting something as latest, like, um, I don't know. Madden 21. Uh, I don't think that's per game. I think that's per, like, for all, like, if you want to try the latest four EA titles, you've got 2.5 hours each of time. Oh, it's not every, getting, every game doesn't get its own 10 hours. I mean, I don't know. It's so unclear. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, we can mine and look for this, but the whole point is that this is supposed to make it easy for us. And Xbox is like, yeah, let's make it easy. Here's what you pay. Here's what you get. So you're and, right. You, know, you do t- kind of just get EA is like, well, let's make this stupid. <laughs> yeah, success. You did it. No wonder it took long, so long for the PC side to kick in. Because remember how there was like that big delay of like, oh, we're working on the PC Game Pass. Don't worry, or the yeah. PC, yeah. whatever. We're it's it's happening with EA Play, and then we're like, well, what's the holdup? It's easy on Xbox. What are you guys even doing? Like, now this makes me it. not want to play any EA games on Game Pass. Well, because they could they could leave at any time. Like the weird sort of thing about this is like any game I own, if I play it, I get a save on Steam. I have a cloud save. 
I might not play it for two years, but the save will be there. But I don't know how this is going to work. Like, if I play No Man's Sky through Game Pass and No Man's Sky ends up leaving, not that that's an EA game, but it ends up leaving, what happens to my save file? Like, how do I, I guess I buy it on the Xbox well, store, but. Yeah, this file's still I, there. You just buy the game. It's same as Steam. Just, you do the same thing. I, Steam. I, I like that's an unappealing part of subscription service is like the save situation on these longer term games, you yeah. know, like for a short Castle Crashers kind of game, like who cares, maybe, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, and that's yeah, the other thing. Dragon is this... Age. I don't want to get invested in Dragon Age only to have to start over the first ten hours. Yeah, when the, I buy it. The other thing yeah. to mention here is this: on the PC side, you have to launch a separate launcher, and that, that's not a thing oh, on consoles. Great. So <laughs> another reason to love it. Yeah. <laughs> another hey, reason you to jump open on board. another launcher. But no. I remember, like when we were when we jumped onto the low tier version of this when we were all playing Apex, um, and yeah. what was something else? Anthem, I guess. What yeah, did they do the then? Origin. Did we also it was, have it was the origin store? Right. Remember origin. Right. But this still says origin on this webpage. I, they're, EA needs to get they, their they, boo figured they out. They replaced their, they replaced, I think the premier pass with what this is. Okay. If, I'm, if I had to guess, I haven't actually, we, I can do research. I also thought they were renaming this whole thing to like EA network or something. Do I yeah. Have that so wrong? it is, it has replaced. It's a replacement for what they had on origin. It's now EA Play on okay. Origin. Well, this this uh, this ten hour business. I don't know if I. I don't think I. Yeah, EA Play is basically Origin Access Basic and Origin Access Premier. It's okay. a name change. But did they That's change it. anything about the ten hour thing? Is that new, or was that already a thing? I wonder. No, no. I well, uh, maybe. I don't I think remember. it might have existed. I think they were doing limited. <laughs> limited trials of things before it came yeah, out. Yeah, I definitely sure remember. I think I did it with Mass Effect Andromeda. I think I might have done it with Anthem as well. Yeah, I think basically the bottom line here is and I think I agree with John, it's not that this isn't a it's a service, it's just kind of a bad deal. Like that 499 it's just one of those sucky things. Just, like I think they're doing a bad job of communicating it cuz I think yeah. with the EA Play, I think you do get like a lot of games and you can play as much as you want, but it's very hard to parse, at least from their website, what games have this 10 hour uh, time limit on it because the way their, uh, their thing lays it out is it's like, Hey, you can play EA games for up to 10 hours limited, but I don't think that applies to all their games. I think that applies to only some of them. Yeah. And new ones. Now I'm, so you know what's starting to form in my head? I think I've got it figured out. Uh, on Game Pass on Xbox with EA Play, which is just part of that, you don't get access to any of their latest games through that. You have to wait till they put them in the vault, which is the EA Play vault, then you can play them. So just this last week or whatever it was, they put Madden 21 in there, but that thing's been out since last October. But it w- And it was available in the store. I could go in there and buy it for $69 or whatever, but it was never... Not that I care about Madden. I'm just using this as an, as an example, but uh, it was it was never just part of EA Play in the beginning. It sounds like on PC, the difference is you can play some of that brand new stuff for 10 hours combined or whatever it is per month. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing. Is it per month? Is it per game? Is it, you know, I, I can't tell from looking at this, but it sounds like that's how you're getting access to new games on PC. Whereas on Xbox, they never even worked that out. It's just whatever's in the EA play vault. And those tend to be games that are not brand new. 
because this uh, It Takes Two is not on EA Play on Xbox, but you can go do it on PC with these prices. So mm-hmm. they must have never gotten that deal worked out with, with Microsoft for like brand new games. Um, like the hockey game, which is the only sports game I really care about, is now finally the newest version is finally there. Up till now, I'd have to play last year's version because that was what was on EA Play. The new game would be 70 bucks. Well, now that one's there, so now I can just play it. But it's been out for, you know, six, eight, nine months, whatever it's been. So I think that's what's going on. They, they, they don't, they don't have a way to do this on console. So they don't. And on PC, they do because everyone's got their credit cards on there and they've got their launchers and they're just ready to go. So they charge for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what that is. All right. Anyway, good luck, EA. It's convoluted as hell and dumb. Did you guys see the Path of Exile 2 gameplay reveal today? I did. No. Oh, you didn't, John. Well, Bo, no. Let's have a discussion about this because <laughs> I don't because I don't like Path of Exile. We, <laughs> we all, we all, uh, Bo and I, in on and off, fans of the series or of the game Path of Exile One. It's fine, whatever. It's a little bit, you know, a bunch of people like the way Diablo Two played. So that game is a free to play game that said, "Hey, we're going to play like Diablo Two, and that's kind of how it plays. Um, yeah. it we knew they were working on two. It got delayed a little bit, but this was a reveal of some of that progress and some gameplay. And I thought it looked really nice, but I don't think it looks that different than <laughs> than Path of Exile One. No, it looks like they just added new levels and slap a two on it. Which right, is right. Arguably, what a lot of series have done. There wouldn't be the first, you know. So sure, uh, fair enough. And I think, I think. Th- the whole premise of the thing is not necessarily nostalgia, but an adherence to a certain aesthetics in many columns. Yeah. So for it to be wildly different would alienate the kinds of people that flock to their game anyways. So I'm like, this is what it needs to be probably. Yeah. But I thought it looked really cool. Like they definitely have advanced, the animations do look better. I find like just the way people move around the map and stuff. Like there is a crispness, a Christmas, a crisp, (laughs) There is a Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a cr- Christmas. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> there is a Christmas. Christmas too. <laughs> to, to, you gotta stop trying, man. You're not gonna yeah, pull this yeah, one no, off. Not my, to the anim, the, anim, the animations, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm just every word is hard now. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I was kind of jazzed to see it. I've been like eager to play an ARPG and I'm kind of just hoping to find something undiscovered and new, but instead of same old Diablo and same old path of exile as the two big, you know, mainstays uh, in that space. Yeah. But I'd forgotten about this. So I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, like I would definitely swing in and give this a try, you know, new classes, new gems and abilities and, uh, I thought it looked. They had a gameplay trailer showing Act Two, and they have this caravan that you kind of got to protect while it while it moves down the road. And that was it. Just cool. seemed like a lot more elaborate graphically. Yeah. So, like, they are kind of expanding on the coolness in in ways where they can that doesn't alienate that vibe because it definitely feels Path of Exile. Right. That being said, I really think if they that game's probably been polished a lot, so like a brand new release with new underlying tech and things that they can do, probably going to feel like a better game to play than the first one. Cause the yeah. first one always just still felt a little jank. 
Yeah, a so stiff. I'm like, uh, I'm looking at this going like, okay, it doesn't have damage numbers still. Maybe they'll change that at some point. Well, they but. might. They, I mean, they're not going to show damage numbers for the for this demo because this was all yeah, about pure graphical yeah. stuff. But even so if maybe. they don't, I'm, I may still give it a go. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's it looks it looked interesting. You'd yeah. like the numbers in um, uh, Final Fantasy 14. They have good they have good damage numbers. It's nice. Good numbers. Yeah. Uh, I love numbers. That's yeah, great. that game is a, such a weird mix of. Like really good quality numbers popping off people when they're hurt. Some really nice UI elements, and then other times they're the most blurry, shittiest things I've ever seen. I don't. It's such a weird mix. Like when you go into a new zone, John, you can confer with this or confirm. Um, let's say I'm going to Lipsalomso Lipsa or whatever the hell it's called. Limsalominsa, uh, whatever it is, yeah. it's all shitty. But when you when you go in there and it'll say it'll open up and go and show this gold words about where you're entering. And for some reason, it looks like somebody made that thing, you know, to only be super sharp on an 800 by 600 freaking resolution. Like, I don't know what they, they were hired thinking. the Among Us developers to make that one. Some of that yeah. kind of stuff is really odd in that game. Yeah. And I and I know it's older and it's a mis, mixed match of different things. And there's mods you can use that changes all that. But I don't know. I kind of like it when an MMO doesn't have those weird things, but it does. I guess WoW has weird things, though, too. There's plenty of things in WoW. You look at oh, it yeah. go, oh, look at that. My favorite thing. thing in WoW that we just accept as normal that is genuinely awful is every time your character needs to get on, like, a mount for a quest or something, yeah. and your character immediately, like, locks into a sitting pose and rockets way up into the air and hovers over the mount and yeah. then drops on it. <laughs> and we're just like, that's normal. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's how that's how my character would get on a horse exactly like yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. We 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 give I think we give leeway to for whatever reason MMOs are so prone to jank and it's just the way it is. I don't know. But I find I don't know. There's also some things in this game that they do that f- just feel like a better idea, a more refined idea. And then they'll do something that's totally stupid. Tiny example. I like that in some of my voiced now cutscenes that I'm well into the the newer content. There's way more voice stuff. It's great. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, tons more. Like almost every cuts, everything you do is is that. Not everything, but most things. And it's great because there's just these amazing voice actors all trying to be all hoity-toity and stuff. Um, but uh, in a couple of cases, you have dialogue tree choices, which is weird for an MMO. Although I want to say Star mm-hmm. Wars maybe had some of that. Yeah. Oh, Star Wars had a lot, yeah, a lot of, of that. that. This thing has it sometimes, but uh, I'm making a choice in there. And now this is just maybe me or my Western design sensibilities. But if you're going to say the guy goes, so master, my guy's name is Teddy Thunderhose or sorry. (laughs) Teddy (laughs) Thunderhose. (laughs) I like it. Teddy Blunderhose, not Thunderhose. I thought it might get me Uh, kicked out if I said Thunderhose. So it's uh, anyway, Teddy uh, Blunderhose. And he's this great big, whatever that race is called, the big race. Um, yeah. And he's all decked out in his armor and everything. And so one of his options is, you know, uh, yes, I'll go with you or no, I'll stay here or whatever the option was. So the guy goes, yes, uh, Master Blunderhose, will you be joining us for our... And I say, yes, I'll be joining you. Now, if I were designing it, I would have it immediately go back to that guy and have him give his response. No. This game decides somebody in Japan thinks the good idea is to click on it and then have the camera go to my guy and have me go like that (laughs) and then throw it to the other guy. No, we know that's the point of me clicking it. I know I've said it. I don't need to see me mime it. It's so weird. It's such a weird idea. 
but also on that same thing is a lot of times because they know your character doesn't have a voice. They just have your character do the like nod or shake your head in response to things. Yeah. And sometimes they even refer to that because I just did a quest where someone goes, you got to give me one of your I, I don't think they said patented, but like you got to give me one of your patented ominous nods in response. And my character goes. I was like, they're totally calling it out and then doing it. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. And also, it's so crazy that your character doesn't have a voice, and yet you pick a voice in the character creation option. Yeah. Really? But, yeah. <laughs> the only time you use he, it is in, in combat. You'll be doing a lot of, rrr, rrr, you know, like fight noises. But weird. Those, it's, it's really but yeah, weird. the samples you pick from for the voice, it's not like you click a sample and there's, it's like, Hello, this is my character's voice. And then you can hit another button and they go, Ah, oh, this is my voice when I'm angry. You hit the button and they just go, Ha ah. <laughs> yeah. And then you go, Well, I don't like that voice. And you click the next one and it goes, Oh, oh. You're like, Okay. Yeah. No. It's really weird. Like, here's. Nope. Here okay, you, don't want that one. Here's some battle voices. I'll give you guys some. Hold on. Here you go. Enjoy these. Okay, this is, this is Vera. Mm-hmm. Okay, very girl, you know, very anime girl. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to turn this up some. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's. <laughs> okay. We're... How about this one? We're uh, about to get paid from Twitch. Not that one. <laughs> oh, gosh. Can I find a. Okay, hold on. Here we go. It's the same shit. It's just her moaning. All right. Well, I'm at, is that when she's getting hit with a stick or something in battle? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. So when I was choosing my thing, it wasn't like voice number one, I will serve the, the, the realm or voice number two, I'll get you for what you've done. It wasn't that like that. Like John said, instead it was, <laughs> just going down this list. And it's something about it endears me to it because it's dumb and kind of great. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Because people sat in a room and decided, like, listen, we're going to have a voice selector in this application. Yeah. Uh, what kind of assets do we want? Someone's like, how about we do I will serve the realm or I will serve the realm. They're like, no, I mean, <laughs> what if we did it like uh, 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 and uh. people looked and went, I don't know, maybe. And uh, then they okay. came to a consensus like this was created <laughs> by people who thought this was a good idea. And it seems weird because I can't imagine that actually happening. Yeah, it's like weird. it's magical because I'm like, I don't I can't picture ever being in a room going like this is a great idea for our game guys like let's do it i'm all in yeah you know i'm, I'm just like it's that's you know and these are corporations like mm-hmm. it's kind of wild that they're like yeah maybe that works better in japan well that's like maybe thinking. japanese are just like oh man line so boring like we want to hear the soul of the person and the soul of the person's what happens when you stub your toe at two in the morning yeah. going into bed <laughs> that's the soul of a person yeah. so at the beginning i was so careful to choose that voice i was so careful because i just wanted to have it match and now he just doesn't like in any of the cutscenes, he just does that nod john's talking about or oh well. you know gesturing with his hands and opening his mouth open and shut for five minutes or not that the old, good old gesticulation yeah 
And it's just, it's full of weird anime bullshit, and it's great. I don't know why I'm talking about it now, because I may as well push this button. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just freaking Path of Exile is great. That's all the news we got this week, anyway. It's a little slow week. Um, all right. Oh, you know what? We could do these Dear Marthas first. I forget that we do these now, and before that, not after it. So before we do that, it's Dear Martha time. Steam review edition. That's right. I got two. Two of them this week. Uh, both just standard uh, Ken Burns music, or uh, do you need something yeah, special? Yeah, just standard standard Marthas. All right, this, standard Marthas. Uh, these are cur- cu- uh, curated from Steam by John, and we don't know what they are ahead of time. He just does them and tells us what the game is. So, uh, John, take it away. My dearest Martha, I'm writing you today to tell you my review of American Truck Simulator. <laughs> Martha... The clock says 1,800 hours on a warm California evening. Just finished hauling a load from Reno to Carlsbad. Highway 395 on the eastern side of Cali is exceptionally beautiful this time of year. Full of lakes, scenic valleys, and small towns you wish you could have grown up in. After a long day, I head to the Flying J to grab a slice of pizza, cold beer, and a hot shower. Afterwards, I hop into my sleeper berth and boot up some American Truck Simulator to help myself unwind. (laughs) Ten out of ten. Yours in this life and the next, Slade. Wow. That guy went full. He went full RP. Or maybe he really does that. Maybe he literally is a truck driver. He might be. And then he's like, yeah. And might be. This is what I do. It also, truck drive at home. All right. Well, get much. excited, everybody, because there's two of these. Here's our next one. My dearest Martha, I present to you now a review for the game Spirit Pharaoh. Martha, I hugged a frog and started crying. <laughs> Yours in this life and the next, Prebentius. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know what's funny? I'm pretty sure I saw that review. This totally rings a bell. <laughs> I hugged a frog and I started crying. Wow. Well, that game's that on sale right now, and I, I think I went over there just to see what the price was. I already have it on Game Pass, but I just thought, well, let's just see what it's doing there. It's a cool game. But uh, I'm pretty sure I saw that that uh, exact review and then didn't even think about it. So, well done. It's right. tricky I mean, to not do the most popular review on Steam. I try not to because I figure it's the one that everybody has seen. But it was exceptionally hard this week because the number one review for American Truck Simulator, I kid you not, this is the mo- considered the most helpful, most relevant, best review of the game. And it just says, truck. <laughs> and that's it? <laughs> truck? What That's a bunch of trolls, man! The whole, the whole, e- the whole <laughs> ecosystem of reviews on on Steam. I swear, it's a bunch of trolls. That's fantastic. All right, well done. Now this. Yeah, we played it twice. Isn't that nice? It's time to talk about the games we played. So I got a. Uh, we've talked a bit around the periphery of Final Fantasy fourteen, a game people have been telling me for years that I should be getting into, especially from Heaven's Word forward. Uh, I was told I was missing out. And uh, I dabbled in early sort of Realm Reborn gameplay uh, a couple of times. This time I decided to, to to really go for it. And part of it is because I've really hit a wall in WoW at the moment. Just bored. Bored with WoW. There's nothing in there going on that I feel like logging in for. 
Um, no wow and wow right now. Yeah. And we're a ways off from a patch before any, any of that improves. And it's just kind of, I just feel, it just feels like I'm not, and I'm not applying this to everybody. Okay. Every time I bring this up, people get mad. Like I'm bagging. I'm not bagging. I'm telling you that this is where my game plays at, right? At the moment, I can't be compelled to play more until something changes, uh, or is added to the game. And that's it. I'm not saying you should feel that way. I'm sure plenty of people are having a blast and good on you. That's great. Zero problem with that. I'm speaking purely from my own experience. And if it seems like I'm over explaining this is because I get weird emails all the time. about No, this. absolutely. You uh, let me give you one. What are you saying, Scott? You have nothing to do. Does that mean you've maxed out fishing and you've beaten <laughs> Castle Nathria on mythic difficulty because you've got nothing left to do? Whoa, you didn't do those things, Scott? Just kidding. We can't play that for that. Um, you suck. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm a, yeah get, get good is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, yeah, I just don't. Uh, I don't know. It's just not doing it for me. So I, I like an MMO in my life. Normally, ESO takes this position. But they're in the middle of getting ready for a big launch and patch and other stuff. And I just thought, I'm going to get in there. John's in there right now. He's kind of talking me into it anyway. And I thought, let's do it. So here's the funny road I went down, though. Having a blast. Going great. Doing my thing. Nodding in cutscenes. It's great. Uh, but then I'm like, all right. Well, what I really want to do is get to the meat of the game where everyone says you want to be. And I don't want to take forever to get there. So what are... And I, and I even saw this as like show research. like we, So we could talk about it. I thought, what are some of the services? I know they have some kind of boost because I read about it a while back, but I don't know the details. So well, let's let's figure that out. Um, and like I said last week, their offline, like out of game services are all kind of weird. Like it's all weird and hard to navigate. Um, that was no different here. But when I finally figured out what I wanted, I was like, okay, for 25 bucks, a lot less than it would cost me to do something like this on in Warcraft or other games. Um, <clears throat> I can take my character to job level 70 which is level 70 now i think that boost used to be 60 and then prior to that it was 50 because new content new new expansions have come out and they keep bumping at 10 levels but basically it's a max level character before you start is it Shadowbringers or no whatever the new yeah that's yeah that that's it? what we're up to Shadowbringers. so <clears throat> i went and i did this i went oh jump ahead i'll turn my gladiator into a level 70 uh, warrior with the big axe and they give you all the abilities. They assume you've read all this or well, no, I should, let me, let me pull back a little bit. They give you all the abilities. They give you a big, nice set of gear, pretty cool gear. Actually. Um, they give you 500 grand worth of the money in the game, whatever it's called mithril or I think it's Gil dildo or yeah, Gil it's Gil. Gil. So Named after a popular Simpsons character, Gil. <laughs> yeah, Gil. Ah, Gil, you did it again, Gil. Yeah, you got it. You were almost a Gil sandwich. <laughs> I love Gil. Gil's one of the best ancillary Simpson characters ever. Anyway, so I do this, and it's a pretty simple process. They mail a thing to one of those little freaking bug monster cats in the game. What are those called? Momobos or Bobobos? Monbobos? What oh, are, are you talking about Moogles? Moogles, that's it. That's the one. Okay. <laughs> I'm new to the world. I was world. like, I don't know Final Fantasy creature names. And then I was like, wait, I do know this one. It's Moogles. Right. Mo- yeah, Moogles. They're, they're like in every game. They're Moogles. Yeah. They're they're like, it's like uh, Chocobos. They're sort of everywhere. And I get that. But I've just never known their name. So when I see this stuff, I'm like, all right, what is this little cuddle bug freaking anime looking ass thing? Anyway, so that's what that was. And he he's the little mail carrier. So they send you the mail and it says, congratulations. You do this thing. You right click it. You use it. 
it logs you out, you log back in and suddenly uh, you've got all this amazing armor on. You can sell the stuff to get your gill and you just, you're, you're all decked out. And I went, all right, come at me, latest content. And then I went, oh, I don't have the latest content. I literally don't have a quest right now. I have nothing I can do. I'm max level with nothing to do because I don't have the con- I don't have the ex- expansion. So I got mm-hmm. out and I bought thirty nine dollar expansion for Shadowbringers, thinking, Damn. okay, that's where I'll start, right? Uh, and I justified it because in my head I'm like, somebody donated this game, the base game, to me a long time ago, so I never even bought it, so it's free. So I'm like, I can pay for this expansion. And the last, the two expansions below it and between me and it are just included in the game now. Yeah. Uh, it's just part of the, you know, it's just part of the game. I'm like, wow. We're, well, wow does that too now, but it used to not. You had to buy up expansions and add them up and stuff. Anyway, so so I do that and I get back in the game and I still have nowhere to go. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? And I look at my quest list and I've still got two quests and they're quests level 15 and a level 17 or three, I guess, and a level 20 dungeon quest sitting in my quest log and no other places to go, no other prompts. It says those are my next story things. I'm like, don't wait a minute. It let me jump to 70, but that doesn't mean content. That just means character progression. So I'm not going to be able to do anything until I work my way from level 15 on this quest all the way up through level 70. That seems insane to me. Then I found out after that, a little bit of research, what you do then, and partly John's help, I was I was expressing all of this in real time on, on our Slack channel. Uh, the way you do it is you go by these scrolls of uh, reading. I don't know what they're called, but they basically... Uh, scrolls of reading. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy... You can buy um, oh, the base game includes Stormblood? Yes, it does. Just not Shadowbringers, the new one. Stormblood is the second to last one. Anyway, I go in there and I buy this $11 scroll that you read, or book that you read, and it jumps you to story level 50. Now, I can buy, for more money, you can buy one that takes you to 60 and one that takes you to 70. But my whole thing is I want to see Heaven's Word and Forward because I hear that's where things get really kick off. So I, I still want to see that stuff. So I did that. I bought the cheap one. It was 11 bucks. And same thing, got it through a Moogle. He shit it out of my hand. I went, oh, look at this. And I clicked it. And then I went, blur. And then this thing says, you now know everything there there was to have known that happened. It just basically assumed I've seen all story content and everything. And it gave me a little more money, 300,000 more gill, which was nice. And then I'm now level 70. And I'm being prompted to go accept a quest to start the Heaven's Word expansion. And I'm like, sweet, that's what I want. But then I realize that's all level 50 content and I'm level 70. Yeah. And you can't boost to just 50. <laughs> you you boost to maximum or, you know, maximum before latest expansion. And, and so no matter what, I was just stuck at that. I will ultimately be 80, but not till I get to all of this. But it actually worked out because it's exactly what I what I wanted. And it's going to be a faster process. And here's why. Um even though I'm level 70, a lot of the story content, which is all I'm going to do, I'm not going to do any side quests because what's the point? They're not going to give me anything. Um, the the Sticking to the main story quests and campaign, which is where all that stuff gets good anyway, uh, by doing that, it syncs me into these scenarios anyway. And by sync, I mean my, I'm level synced. So it'll say, well, here we go. Big confrontation. Some kind of giant frog with a dude on it. <laughs> 
Let's go fight this guy. And it'll say level sync. You're now basically level 52. Hmm. And then I go in there and then I got to really fight like legit fight in the open world. I can just single hit everything because I'm 20 levels higher than anything out there. But I don't need to kill any of those things or even deal with them because they're not part of these campaign quests. The occasional one is where it's like, hey, quickly run over there and get me two hides of a donkey or whatever. And I'll just go slash those donkeys and spend no time killing them and then got their stuff, go back and keep moving. So in a way, I'm it's doing what I wanted, which is it's only difficult when it needs to be, when it absolutely has to be. And then otherwise, I just get to really rip through things that aren't key to the story and then really just focus on the story so i think i actually made overall i think I made the right decision um yeah it sounds like it actually plays kind of the way you would like to play it because you you like to sample a lot of video games i do and investing long term in an mmo i mean it's got to really probably be I mean, it's got to be like wow it's got to yeah. be something that you're just like this is gonna be my game for a long long time yeah and I think this is a good way to get the story, to see the content, to feel like you're a part of that game while not feeling like, oh, I'm tied to this MMO forever. Right. You know, this is going to be the next years of my life is tied to this thing. Yeah, very much so. I think that's a great way of saying it. And I, uh, I, I'll tell you why this is working for me from, a, from one other perspective that may help other players if they're deciding if they want to try this game out now. So this game's seven years into its reborn status, 10 years old total. And uh, it's not the newest MMO on the block by any stretch. Gosh, already 10 years, really? Well, effectively seven, because that first yeah. version of the game was pretty bad. Um, so it's enough of a stretch still. still. You know, it's been around a lot longer than I than I sometimes remember it. Yeah. Maybe. So 2010, I guess, they or 2011, they launched it. It was a bad launch. And then how many years later, uh, if it's only been seven, two, three years later, they got it on track. It's all part of that no clip documentary. Anyway, uh, what was my point? Oh, what I like about it is there's some things that are immediately just part of the MMO zeitgeist, which is, you know, here's all your abilities. They're tied to certain buttons. You got cooldowns. You got global cooldowns. You got combos. You got everyday. You got all these different class abilities and stuff. Like it's, it's going to be immediately familiar to anybody who's ever controlled a character in WoW, moved them around the world. Uh, put stuff on hot bars, understand how those hot bars work. Like all that stuff is just built in to this and every other MMO out there. So that's immediately familiar. But what's different for me, I feel like in Warcraft, and I, I sort of started talking to somebody about this yesterday on, on a different show, or maybe it was this morning. But Warcraft in the earliest days was a play, it was a thing of wonder. You'd turn a corner and go, holy shit, look where I'm at now. Look at this place. The endless possibilities. It's huge and the colors changed and, and there's a giant cave there. What's in there? Somebody out there is going to tell me to go do something in that cave. No way. Like everything's new and mysterious and adventurous and, 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 and all of that. But now I'm at a point 15 years later or more where wow is well-worn in every way for me. I've put my foot on every piece of soil. I know it all back to front it's no longer a place of mystery. It, it, it is for about a week with a new expansion, but then that's not a mystery anymore. And then the only mystery is what content have they not dropped yet? And then that'll be fun for until I've seen it. But all of Azeroth, it's just part of me. And that's, it's a little bit like, uh, think of it this way. All right. I tell you guys, there's a cabin on the beach, beautiful cabin on the beach. 
John's cam- or Bo's camera went weird just now. Um, yeah, he's gone. He's disappeared. Did we lose him all together? I think he's still there. Bo, you there? Maybe he just Maybe fell into to, the void. Into poo. <laughs> I don't know what he's <laughs> Could doing. Be. He may have had a quick poo. Um, but 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 anyway. Uh, so John, let's say I say, hey, here's what you got to do to go to this cabin, and you're gonna love it. It's gonna be the greatest thing ever. If you already have been to that cabin thousands of times, it's an uneventful drive and you're probably going to hate it because you've seen it all before and it's nothing new. It's just that road. You know what I mean? In some ways, wow is that for me lately where I just feel like that part of the game is impossible to recreate. That initial like, oh, wow, look at this new zone I just entered. Like that feeling of like world progression that that you had in vanilla. And by the way, I cannot reproduce by playing vanilla by playing classic. It doesn't work for me because I've seen it. I already did it. So a lot of, a lot of reasons I play new games, especially new RPGs, single player or otherwise is because I'm being given a new place to be new mysteries to unravel new concepts, new, new, new. And Warcraft just literally can't be that anymore unless they completely redo that game or launch some sort of sequel or whatever. And it's not the game's fault. This is just the natural human perception of things. Like it's well-worn content that I know back to front and there's not, there's nothing there to surprise me anymore. It's just like I've been to every bride at Disneyland. And so after a while, if you do that too many times in Disneyland, you're just like, Ugh, we're doing a log flume again. Really? We're going to do that again. Well, it's, it's also a that. testament to how much you like, that content and how important it was to you. Like you don't get that familiar with it unless, you know, Azeroth was your home for such a long period of time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just don't know how to avoid that feeling. And right now, final fantasy 14 is, is putting me in situations and in environments. I, that I I do not know. I don't know the map. I don't know where this is. I don't know where to get from here to there. And I, and it looks scary. I, I look out in a vista of snow and see some scary shit wandering around out there. And I don't know it back in front. So I don't know if it's going to be a problem. And I don't know how where this takes me and what's on the other side of that hill. Um, so that feeling is back. And I'm sure there are players of that game who have worn the hell out of it and know everything, every square inch of those games. I'm not saying this is even a thing that that game won't, wouldn't eventually feel to me if I fully dedicate myself to it or something. It's just the nature of these things. But because of it, I'm feeling this freshness of like, here's a new place. Here's a bunch of new buildings. Here's some places I've never seen before in my life uh, or, or, or even versions of them. They're just a different take. And yeah. having it caked in kind of anime, Japanese sensibilities and design concepts actually is helping me because those are so counter to the way Warcraft and the more Western design aesthetic works that I end up feeling like I'm just doing something new. And what I needed was new for now. Um, like all this can change and I, and I do go back and forth and you know, that's, that's the thing with wow over the years. Anyway, you tend to go back and forth and up and down with that game. But um, there's something about that. That's really working for me and making it feel fresh and interesting and unknowable. Like I don't feel like I know much and there's something really great about being, not knowledgeable and just talking to the right vendor because you looked around hard enough and went, Oh, that guy. Oh, I get it. If I want to do this, I have to do that. And then, you know, poking John 
not really, I'm not even going to websites. I'm not looking for the equivalent of freaking ThoughtBot or uh, Wowhead or any of that. I'm just sort of exploring the world and feeling it out. And there's something about that that's that's really scratching my itch. So, yeah, um, it's it's good. I'm having a really fun time with it. Although I will say, I have now hit the point in the story where I got the last time I played the game. I don't know if you guys remember, but last time I gave this a go, I got to the notorious, it was at the time, 100 quests between uh, A Realm Reborn and Heaven's Word. Oh, yeah. And I fell off the game during that. And they supposedly had trimmed that down. I'm going to tell you, I did some research, and it sounds like they trimmed it from 100 quests to 80 quests. Oh, geez. So (laughs) it's, uh, it's still there. Um, and I might do what you did, Scott. I might skip it. It's, it's definitely got, it's definitely better. Um, although it's kind of comical at times because I don't exactly remember doing it the first time, but I do remember doing a lot more like menial tasks and it feels like they have now adjusted the story enough to where it's like, somebody will go, yeah, we should probably go and investigate that. And then like somebody, I don't know if this is how it was before, but this is how it's reading to me, knowing these quests are gone. Someone pops up and goes, well, I already investigated it and here's the solution. (laughs) And so it's been a lot of like going from just point A to point B. Like it's, it's actually really weird. I feel like it could have been trimmed a lot more because Mm -hmm. it's a lot of like, Hey, we need to move our base. Should we move our base? Yeah, we should probably move our base. Go talk to them. See if they want to move the base. They don't want to move the base. Well, it's because they have unfinished business like a ghost. Like, you want to go finish their business for them? Sure. Okay. Hey, we found her stepmom. Let's go tell her. Okay. she's. Hey, we found your stepmom. Okay, we can move the base. Good. We should move the base. Hey, we're going to pack up this base. You want to go talk to somebody else for a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hey, uh, refugees. Yeah, that's rough. Oh, hey, I think they're ready to move the base. Okay. Hey, you guys moving that base? Yeah, we're moving the base today. We moved it. It's we've moved the base. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, guys, come on. We could we could narrow this down. You could to totally a tighten quests. it up. And I will we don't say, have to do this. I, I will say, and I I guess I hear it's even more it's even better the further you get into the more current content, but heaven's word immediately that feels like that changes. And it doesn't feel like it's a bunch of useless filler. It doesn't feel like there's extra padding in there. Just sort of getting to it. And um, that's the other thing is you don't to get to, to get where you need to go. You never actually have to do a side quest in this game. Not really. And I certainly don't until I get 70. Um, but I was over leveling before, before I did the boost, I was way over leveled. I was like 22 and I still trying to get rid of some 15s and, and uh, you know, it's a little different than wow. That way the world isn't rising with you. And, um, not that that's always true in wow, but it is in recent expansions. So, so yeah, like it's, it's a, it's a, just a different mindset, but I've also enjoyed figuring that out and going, Oh, right. Okay. Well, this is in some ways, this game is new and old school at the same time. And they have some really great new ideas that like set it apart. And they have some really great old ideas that feel like trappings of the EverQuest days. And somehow it works together. Do you lose experience points when you die in this? Uh, no, <laughs> no, nothing that bad. I haven't died Although, yet. I don't think. Have I died? Eleven I had that. That's why I remember eleven. Oh, eleven had it. I didn't know that. 
Is that true? Yeah. yeah. Did you... they have XP loss or? Yeah, they did have loss. They did. It didn't, yeah, it didn't for do sure the. Did. Uh, it didn't do the um, debt thing that EverQuest. Well, it, it basically, did. I know it did because it basically made my friend Mike almost nearly swear off gaming forever. <laughs> like when you're at a really high level and you lose like two months of work because of a death That's and you, you are yeah. you get depressed because of it you're like you know i don't want games in my life and like it's literally a casualty of final fantasy 11 so. i remember when um uh blizzard when yeah when when wow launched and they and they took out the death penalty basically the death penalty was just you had to run back to your corpse that was all you that's yeah. all it yeah. that was an innovative i thought it was that, a brilliant move because i hate death in those games and losing xp but ever i remember at the time everyone's going oh you bunch of care bears with your death penalty <laughs> it me, 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 me. it's like all right the care bear all mmo it. the care bear mmo yeah I, i'm old they enough to remember that just like that with that accent that's exactly how they did it uh but yeah like uh when i was playing uh dark age of camelot they had a little hybrid combo thing where if you died it left a gravestone where you were and you lost xp and your gear but it was in the gravestone and a percentage of that xp would return to you but not all of it just a percentage of it so you'd run back to your corpse which was this gravestone click on it all your gears back on none of that lost and you got like 25 percent of the lost xp back that still wasn't good enough <laughs> i hate it no i hate it it's uh it's funny because I, I think uh, that's kind of like the Dark Souls method, although you get your all your souls back in right. Dark Souls if you go back. Right. But if you die again, you lose it all. Right. Um, I mean, I remember being in that boat in EverQuest. There was a level I was very excited about because I got some spell that I was so over the moon excited to get. And I think I gained and lost that level uh, seven or eight times. <laughs> and I, it was driving Jeez. me crazy because if you lost the level where you got new spells, you lost access to all those spells. Yeah. So it was like, oh, sweet. I got it again. Okay, good. Die. Lose yeah. it. Yeah. I got to redo all my spell casting bars and all of that because I don't have any of these spells anymore. Oh, this is so, this is so bad. Yeah, it just feels uh, archaic and weird. I don't, I can't believe that used to be. But you we were afraid it. of dying in those games. I will say that, you, you know, were, there is something were, to be said about. If you were the you group know. and you end up wiping everybody, though, you're the, everyone hated you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like it got real true. toxic, real bad, real quick. But then WoW's toxic too sometimes. So. I don't know. Everyone's toxic. But I will say this. The community around FF14 has not been that way at all. I've had nothing but nice people, lots of helping out. I did a couple of dungeons as a tank, and I did not know how to use this guy as a tank. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm already a bad tank, and wow, how's this going to go? And people are so nice in there. Like, oh, no, no, just do this. Yeah. You have this one on your bar? Yeah, I'll just pop that, and you'll you'll be good. Let's go again. Like, just nice. Like, like I'm playing with Canadians. I don't know what's going on. The stereotype Canadians, Bo. Because I know not. I had knows, my but. two meanest players in Final Fantasy fourteen recently. Mm -hmm. And you want to hear how bad it got? Yeah, how'd it go? These are, these are the worst. These are the worst people I've had to deal with. Okay. Person number one, uh, while I was watching a cutscene, they said in chat, maybe I'm impatient, but I don't like waiting for new players. <laughs> That so, was uh, that's the meanest person that I've encountered so oh, far. Wow, that's rough. And uh, mean person number two was we started a raid and someone said, "Guys, I'm really sorry. I forgot to change into a job that actually needs XP, so this run wouldn't do me any good. So I'm gonna drop the group 
sorry, bye. <laughs> oh, wow. Doesn't sound mean person. at all. Yeah, a real, yeah, uh, a real embody- embodiment of the Baron's chat right there. That guy, just a real yeah. bummer of a guy. Yeah. That's been my experience too. Just a nice, easygoing community. A big one, though. They're, the game's big. So that's interesting that it engenders that kind of person, right? Yeah. Like, uh, definitely Black Desert Online's full of meanies. Oh, is it? <laughs> like, absolutely. Like, it's just, no. the general chats are scumbag central. I didn't know. So, it's, it's interesting how games have different communities like that. Even the general chat in freaking Path of Exile is awful. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's interesting that the experience uh, in FF14 is so different. Yeah, I wonder if it's just not because it's so. The I mean, maybe we're just Obi-Wan not looking Kenobis. in the right yeah. corners. Maybe it's like what Bo says about Canada. You talk to the right people, you look in the right spot, you see it, you'll find it. Yeah, you'll find it. But I, maybe it's spread out in gaming so that they're just not in that game. You're right. They're like a bunch of Obi-Wan Kenobis. Nobody's nobody's living out the fantasy like, of being a douche. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I think are. it's the anime thing. Like, I never really see, like, anime people be all bro and, and dickish about their, you know, otakus or whatever. Like, they're they're like... You know what I mean? They like want people to like it. They have strong opinions about what's good, maybe, and what's not, but they're like inclusive in that way. Like, and I just think Final Fantasy falls under the, you know, Japanese creation kind of thing. And mm-hmm. just the kind of person that's going to play an online MMO is going to be like welcoming, I guess, you know, and not like, uh, what's your DPS, man? Only that. Like, uninstall the game, get the <laughs> F out of here. Like, like, you know, like that's the kind of stuff you would say, like, in a locker room if you sucked at football. Like, they're just, yeah, it's just that competitive spirit and, and, it, uh, the negative side of the competitive spirit that sort of exerts itself in a lot of gaming types like shooters. And evidently, I don't know why it's, there's a lot of it in Blizzard. It would seem like, this shouldn't be a thing in WoW. Like, well, I think that's where the disconnect is. It I'm is like, weird with them, right? Like, I've always felt like... It's a nerdy-ass MMO. Like, yeah. why are you guys in there with your attitude, with your tude, man? Like, yeah. it, and doesn't it Nobody the, has a right to have tude over anyone else in, in Azeroth. Like, yeah. I, I just, I don't get it. People man. in Blizzard also always have this face to me of shock that it's that bad. Like, it isn't coming from the company down. No. It, they're all the nicest people I've ever met. They, they they look genuinely confused when you hear about things like that kind of harassment or whatever or toxicity. They just kind of look like, I don't know why it's happening. <laughs> like, I don't think they get it <laughs> either. They're kind of naive to it in a weird way. If it's if that's maybe not the right word, but it may just be a demonstrative demonstrative of their sheer popularity. Like you know. Like we're always deriding, oh well, it doesn't have the numbers it used to be. It still has millions and millions of players, all their games. Yeah. And you know, we can talk about Final Fantasy fourteen or other things, but I don't think they can still I feel I still think they don't hold a candle to the num- sheer number of people that are in Blizzard properties on a regular basis. So Oh yeah. I don't think I mean, they're it's in Hearthstone yeah. too, the cutest game ever. And like people will emote you. Like they're you're all bronze for people and they're like they're trying to emote you to tilt you or needle you or something like they you know it's like it's like watching a neanderthal try to like use words to insult like I, 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 like you know it's it's like <laughs> why must you do this like why why like you are getting pleasure from this and it seems so like only a stupid person would derive pleasure from it and that you know it's it's 
I don't know. Maybe I'm just smart and I need to stop looking at yeah, people into their pleasures. For smart. No, I, I think there is something there and I would be curious to see, you know, if anything could determine it because it's funny, you know, talking about wow a lot. Um, you hear the advice like, Hey, if you've never done a dungeon before, when you go into a dungeon, just tell people it's your first time. And I would, if, if anybody told me to do that and wow, I'd be like, no, I'm not no going to do that. Uh-uh. That's, they're, do that gonna, wow. they're just going to be like, can we kick this guy? This guy doesn't even know what he's doing. Like, I've never had a good experience doing something like that. And wow, I have said that in every dungeon I have ran in yeah. Final Fantasy. And everyone's like, don't worry about it. We'll get you through it. Yeah. And I have one person like send me a whisper or message or whatever they call it in final fantasy apologizing because they engaged the boss while I was watching a cutscene And they said, I didn't realize you were new. I'm so sorry. I was like, look, I, you guys That's beat the crazy. boss without me. Yeah. I watched a cutscene where the boss showed up <laughs> and then it ended. And then I watched a cutscene where the boss died. It was fine. <laughs> like it was I mean, not I, the end of the world. I know in part why it happens in wow. LFD. Like, when I was doing lots of dungeons in Wrath, um, and even in Vanilla, honestly, before even even the version of Group Finder in Wrath was available, yeah. it took effort. Like I know we're like, oh, you had to find a group, you had to message people, but once you got people together, everyone's like, I know this took effort, so they're not quick to bail on it, even if you're yeah. not that. You know, it's like uh, they're there's like a contract that's formed. Like they're invested now in the success of the group because it took time to assemble. I would agree with you, except that this exists in final fantasy. You go, you do the same thing. It's basically LFR, LFD. Maybe uh, it's rose colored glasses. I know I've had very good dungeon and raid experiences with very nice people in world of Warcraft. Uh, It's just most of my bad experience has been through LFD. Like, cause I'm just like, if I ever joined a group and I'm just like, even if they weren't insulting to me, they're just having this casual conversation about Nazis and how it's great or something. Like, I'd be like, I'm out, you know, see, I just dropped a group even, you know, and ignore tell I would get. Cause I'm just like, I don't want none of that. Yeah. But, but mostly I would find groups are okay. It's when LFD came along, I have, you know, if I screwed up a rotation, obviously, or, or something, you'd get comments and it's like, holy shit, I'm just trying to quickly run the super easy yeah. content that like you know like yeah, yeah. screw off no i so, i think I what's know. interesting is final fantasy it is all lfd and lfr yeah. like you get to the point in the quest and the story's like you got to go run this dungeon queue mm. up for it and you queue for it you don't have to put together party it assembles it yeah. but i i, I want to tell two more stories about the community just because i think it deserves praise and it's interesting sure I did a dungeon or a run where we were fighting uh, the primal Titan and uh, we had some new people. (laughs) We'll just say like uh, we had a guy that would almost, I mean, every pull he was dead within the first big special move that the boss did. Um, And we were really struggling and we probably wiped on the boss. uh, I think three or four times, nobody lost their temper. Nobody said anything. We had one person that was blaming uh, lag and everybody was just fine. Like, we'll just get through this. And it does do the thing where you get stronger the more times you have to do it. So it will get you it will get you there. Mm -hmm. Um, But like nobody lost their temper with them. Nobody, you know, said, oh, let's kick this guy or let's not let's not do this. It was just like people would give tips where they thought they could they could. And when it didn't work, it was like, okay, well, this guy's just going to face tank it. So let's just all try our best to you know, get through it. 
And the other one was I was doing the kind of the end raid for the A Realm Reborn uh, last night. And there's a lot of cutscenes in that raid. Mm. And they've made it to where you can't skip them. So they're, uh, because they don't want to put pressure on new players to feel like they have to skip through it right. to appease all the people that are waiting for them. Right. So everything is time gated. You have this long to read the chat and it's just going to go. And the people who have been running it to get, you know, currency and stuff like that and have seen it a hundred times, they know they're getting to a long cutscene. And I saw somebody say, So what is everybody up to tonight? And I thought, well, this is going to go bad, you know, because I'm bringing my wow experience to it. Like, I'm, you're going to see a bunch of dumb shit. And it just turned into an in depth, like, review of how people felt about the jobs they've been playing in the game. Someone was like, no, I'm just going through trying this on as a, as a dancer. You know, it's kind of interesting. And they're like, oh, you liking that job? And they're like, eh, it's okay. I like this. They're like, I was doing this before. Oh, what'd you think of that? Like, it just turned into a conversation. And I was just sitting there going, there's not, there's no insulting. There's no mocking. There's no sense of like irony about this. It's just people having a conversation about the damn game they're playing. And it's pleasant. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's no, I mean, no one's releasing numbers anymore of any kind, but there's evidence that uh, shows that this game is right behind WoW and and sometimes maybe ahead of it, depending on the time of year or the, you know, part of the expansion cycle or whatever. So it's not like we're talking about a game with 50 people that are all real nice. It's an, it's a big population and they all seem to be, I don't know, they just seem to be cool. Maybe this is where all the, the nice people went. And again, it's not a blizzard. It's not Blizzard's fault. I don't know. Uh, you know, Bo's right. Like Blizzard, the Blizzard DNA goes back so far for people, and Warcraft one and two players, and Diablo players, and and stuff like that. They may have aged out of it, but it also just attracted. I don't know. I don't know why it attracts the four chan types. You know, the angry shitheads. I don't know what the deal is there. Never understood it. But it's nice to play a game where that doesn't seem to be a problem. So, uh, yeah, FF fourteen, baby. So should I play it? I feel like you'd like it, Bo. I know Kyle's... Yeah. I, I would only really want to play it if I had group content. I'm sort of missing the group content. I, it's hard to, for me to play MMOs and not have people to play with in there or do solo. You sure. know what I mean? You guys seem to more sure. enjoy that. But I like a good like solo time in my in my yeah. MMOs. But if but I mean, ultimately, I yeah. I mean, I got on the server with John so that I knew at some point we're going to be doing stuff yeah. together probably i i was ahead of him and now scott's uh ahead of me <laughs> artificially but, i mean the cool thing is is because you can do everything as one character yeah like yeah. one of the things you could have done scott when you were like oh i'm level 70 and i'm in this level 50 zone i'm not getting anything for this you could have taken the red mage job or mm-hmm. the samurai job it would have put you at level 50 for those jobs and you'd be getting XP for the whole thing. Oh wow! Oh, I guess I couldn't do I can't do samurai yet unless I had the expansion. But I did get the expansion, so I guess I could. Because you, yeah, have you to would have, have, yeah, you would have had access to it if you wanted it. Oh, interesting. Um, or I mean, you could have gone all the way back to level one and been a lancer, worked your way up to dragoon, and all that. Uh, you can kind of just do whatever you want, but your character can be everything. Like mm. I was just thinking about it the other day. I was like, you know, I really don't want to tank in dungeons. I don't like it. I don't like the pressure of it. Uh, although it sounds like Scott, you've had a really good experience. It's been with good it. so far. Low level, but, but I, you know. I love the idea of gun blades and the gun blade yeah. class, which I haven't gotten to yet is a, is a tank class. And I thought about it and I was like, well, but in theory, 
I could level and just do the leveling story stuff as a gunblade, and then when I get to a dungeon because it scales you, I could switch to a DPS class yeah. and just do that for the dungeon or the raid. And it's still the same character, so it's mm-hmm. not like oh, but that's a that's a different character than the story. Like it still works, and I think that's super cool. Like that's that's really awesome. You can be everything. My character is like a level. 10 arcanist or 11 arcanist and then a rogue and a ninja and a samurai all in one and uh if you just say well i'm kind of curious how red mage is go be a red mage like you can just do it and you don't have to make a new character for it they also have Uh, a subscription level that's only one character which is kind of nice so if you want to pay less per month like right right now it's you know the normal unlimited or eight characters per server sort of setup it's going to cost you 15 just like wow or anything else but there's a 12.99 option that is just one character on one realm, which is all I care about. So I did that. So I got the cheaper monthly thing, and that one character can be whatever job he wants. And I literally do don't like to- I don't like any of the other character models except for this big buff dude. So I'm happy doing that. I don't need I don't need extra characters. It's totally fine. Um oh I should say, with that boost, if you're not quite to whatever level you get your first chocobo, which is your mount. You get your uh, you get your chocobo and all that too with the boost. So you just get your first you know mounts and that's where I got the first two. And then I got I just opened or I just got the black one from a quest that now I can fly. Uh, that that particular chocobo can fly. I mean, all the mounts in the game are variations on chocobos. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And uh, that was nice because I didn't have to worry about doing any of that bull crap. So yeah, they really give you the mount for very cheap in the story. They, they basically go, Oh, you need a license. Well, how do I get a license? You got to get a hundred of these things. You're like, Oh, that's going to be rough. And like, then the first quest you do after it, they're like, here's 300 of those things. You go, (laughs) guess I'm going to go get a mount. That's what I'm going to go do now. Let me go get a chocobo. Yeah. Or if you're like me, you're like level 22 and you're still have a level 15 quest. You got to finish before you can progress. Like it's a story quest to get that mount, not level. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a, get a it's a level twenty quest, right? But yeah. you got to be even. I over leveled is the problem. I went I went crazy with leveling and did every side quest and had a lot of fun with it. Also, I think the music's really rad. Uh, it's on the one hand very Final Fantasy. The whole ding 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 ding. You know, like just all that bullshit is in there. <laughs> but then there's some really sweeping, awesome. Uh, amazing music, like in the big the tank place, the Udall place, Udall, whatever it is. Yeah, um, sounds just close enough. Sweeping close enough it. to be right. <laughs> just this sweeping, amazing like soundtrack uh, for that place. Uh, battle music feels like I'm playing a turn based old school freaking SNES game, even though it's not it, it's not you know chip tunes or anything, but uh, just just really cool. Um. This is this is the one I was thinking of. Hold on, I'm gonna play this. See so if you guys can hear it. This right here. Uh, yeah. Can you hear that? <laughs> that stuff, dude. That just reminds me of all things. That's Final Fantasy right there in a nut in a nutshell. I mean, that's basically that is the, what is considered the Final Fantasy theme. Yeah, it's so. like their theme, right? Uh, yeah. this new hope here. This is the one I really like. really overly triumphant and i kind of dig it it's like it's unafraid to be 
I don't know how to explain it. It's not that the game is not afraid to just be like, Hey, we overthought it and don't care. <laughs> like here's a, this right. guy, he is so brave and you'll never question how brave he is. And there, and we got goofy music from where, when you're on the Chocobo. Thankfully you can turn that off. But every time you ride a Chocobo, what? Please, oh yeah. You can turn, no. turn that off. The Chocobo theme. That is a classic. <laughs> the Chocobo theme is important. It gets on your nerves after a while. Can't discount it. It just, I'll be in a really scary place where it's like, and then I'll hop on the chocobo. Just like, <laughs> hello, what was the tonal shift there? I can't handle this. I had to change it. But Well, if you get a mount that isn't a chocobo, it doesn't play that theme. Oh. It only plays that theme if you're on a chocobo. Well, so. okay, but I also have the mech chocobo thing that's just a big mech. Uh, but okay. it looks like a chocobo. It has its own separate theme music, and it's dark. Oh, is it robotic sounding? It's like oh, do, 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 like this sort of thing. <laughs> it's so it's really stupid, but I love it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Uh, all right, enough of that. I also played um, Two Point Hospital. Oh, I forgot to tell oh, you guys. Yeah, remember I told you I was getting a code for the bus. And yeah, uh, I got it. It's installed. I just haven't played it yet. I will for next week. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing about <laughs> the bus. And I did want to put out there that that Nebuchadnezzar game I was raving about. That's like the old Pharaoh games and stuff like that. Caesar three. Um, today was the patch where they put in sandbox mode and it's great. Oh, nice. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm super into that. Um, but leading up to that, I was needing a little bit of like strategy, you know, three quarter view, whatever sort of fun. And so I, um, I already owned it. I'm like, why didn't I play more Two Point Hospital? Because in theory, that game is made for me. It's goofy. Uh, it's a fun hospital sim. I used to love Hospital Tycoon back in the day. Or was that what it was called? Something hospital, whatever it was. Anyway. Uh, yeah, something like that. These guys made a, just a bang-up, amazing uh, hospital simulator and all of the the best part about these games is all of the illnesses and the ailments are fake so it's like you and they're have, bad puns yeah they're all puns like you're lightheaded well you literally have a light bulb on your head and they have a medical machine that you invest in in the game that takes the, oh, the so unscrews they don't it. try to traumatize anyone by you know yeah having real uh, okay it's like uh, even okay. the cardiac right. unit is like you know <laughs> it's all just tongue-in-cheek and goofy and I love okay. the style of it. The graphics are really cool. It's really easy to just plop stuff down. Um, they have arcade machines later on in the game that you can you know, it'll keep people entertained while they're waiting for their appointments. And one of them is an actual like Sega machine because they published it. It's like Sonic oh, running around funny. on this tiny screen and just a lot of fun little diorama pieces of business. It's a cool game. And I just wanted to put it out there that it's rad. And if you haven't ever played it, it's worth your time. It's very good. Hey, before you read uh, what your next game is, can yeah. I guess what your game is purely from the title? Yeah. Do, do I don't know anything about this. You want me to tell you the title first? Yeah. Tell me the title and I'm going to guess what, what type of game it is. All right. Here's the title. The title is Dorf Romantic. Or you could say okay. it, it's <laughs> the logo has <laughs> Dorf on top and then Romantic with a K on the bottom. But in its listings everywhere, it's all one word. Dorf Romantic. So Dorf Romantic. Is this a game where you and your significant others put shoes on your knees and kiss? (laughs) 
No, but that's a great that's a great throwback to Dorf on golf and stuff like that. The Tim Conway thing. Well done, well done. That's boy. Go home and ask your uh, grandparents maybe about that because that's old. <laughs> I was a kid when that I, stuff was. What uh, a weird title! I saw this and I was like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, it's a really weird title. So these are uh, a German, small German developer. Apparently, these guys are like fresh out of game design school. And what they built here, um, oh, I meant to put a link so you guys could see video. I'm yeah, sure I'm watching the, the trailer for it right now. It's uh, it's this beautiful hexagon based city build. It builder. definitely looks like I would have guessed it's based on a German board game. <laughs> yeah, like Carcassonne is not a wrong, you're not wrong to get that vibe out of it, like that similar sort uh-huh. of thing. Um, but it's not that game at all. So basically, they give you a bunch of tiles, they're all hex- hexagonal tiles, six sided tiles. And you can rotate them and it just gives them to you randomly. And your job is to lay out the best city, landscape, farming area, forestry that you can. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. you get points for doing that, but you also unlock quests. And these quests give you more tiles so that you can play longer. The goal is to play as long as you can. So there's some strategy here, but there's no timer and it's the chillest thing I've had my hands on in a very long time. Really relaxing. I love the look of this. Yeah, the and look it, is like really it animates cool. and sort of lives once you place the tiles. Here's right? some like sound, a, actually. Do I have some sound? Some trains and some boats moving around. Oh, yeah. and a bird flying. The train's really cool. Um, there we go. So let's see, it's really chill. That's very. This is like the Bob Ross of video games for real. Um. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get quests. And the quests show up as you have three main quests at the top there. You can see those three circles. And those are things like lay down this many forest title tiles overall or whatever. And those will unlock new cool cards that you want to now have in the mix. Some of those, like you mentioned train tracks, you can get a train. And that train will like ride on the tracks. And it's cool because it, uh, I guess it gives you more points. I'm not actually sure what the point of the train is. But it looks neat. Um, the... The you get river uh, ones, lake ones, special buildings, all that sort of thing. And then as you play, uh, you might lay down one of the tiles, and the tile has an actual quest attached to it. It might say 25. And it just means you've got to figure out how to connect 25 forestry zones together to solve that quest. And it's not as simple as it sounds, because sometimes you block yourself using other kinds of tiles, so you got to be careful not to do that. You don't want a bunch of dead space. Um but if you do it right, you get that quest and it puts more of these tiles back in your in your in your stack so you can keep going. Huh. And I've seen some people get really crazy long cities that are just huge and they just never end and and you're trying to beat your previous scores. It's in early access, but it's currently overwhelmingly positive reviews and it might be my if I was going to give an award for 2021's most like relaxing chill experience in video games. 100% this. Like, it is just the chillest, coolest. Yeah, it definitely looks really cool. Yeah. And yeah. it seems to be getting really good feedback on the store. So yeah. People like it a it lot. It looks unusual enough to be like, really? But then the, everyone's experience is very positive from mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. Yeah, it looks very cool. Lots of sound effects. You know, you put down stuff with animals and they hear, you know, whatever. You hear the, you hear the forest kind of blowing when you zoom in. You can zoom all the way in, zoom all the way out. 
and the controls are just simple. It's just mouse and rotate your map with key lineage. Kind of a chill way to build a Sim City city without having to, you know, figure out actually how to run the damn city. Or yeah, whatever, exactly. You know? like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because you're because you're not having to. Ma- I mean, the one thing I do wish the game had. Oh, there's a boat. I guess you can do that in a river. I didn't know that. Um, oh, it's got the boat. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the boat yet. Um, the uh, I wish. Th- okay, so if I had any any wish list stuff, since it's an early access and it's very polished already, but if they could add anything, this is what I would want. I want a way to um, do a little train follow through of the entire map after I've lost. Meaning, because you just lose these when you're done. Like when you lose, you're out of tiles, and you hit close mm-hmm. or whatever. You just whatever you made is gone. I think it'd be cool if you could just sort of do a little flyover, a little tilt shifty zoom in and just sort of look at yeah, more. Maybe they'll stuff. let you save it later or something. Yeah. I'm sure that's feedback they would love to have in order to <laughs> in early access to be like, hey, could you add a feature to see my creation? Yeah. And I've seen a few just, people ask similar things in the in the boards. Yeah, but that's probably that's you're probably not the only one thinking that if that's the case. Because it kind of sucks when you play a builder and then it's just gone forever. Yeah. Like what's the point of that, you know? Yeah. And it's also really intuitive. If I put a forestry tile up next to another forestry tile, the forests turn a lighter color, so I know that this is the good combo. Um mm. so a lot of that stuff you just intuit. Some of it you really have to think. Like if I put this river here, I am I'm making it impossible for any train tracks to be in this zone because they're not going to cross this river. Maybe eventually there's a bridge card and I just don't know about it, but you know, you have to kind of think ahead about that. You you don't want to have gaps if you can help it. And you're just trying to beat your old scores. Like that's the other thing I would like. I would love if there was a more of a progression system in this where it was like, Oh, you've reached level three. You now have access to the fall set of cards. Like everything looks like fall or, or whatever, even if it's just, uh, cosmetic but it's it's early so maybe they can do more stuff but as a as a playable game right now this thing is my one of my favorite things i've discovered it's it's great so i'm looking at their cool. content roadmap here and they they basically say a lot of what you're saying is that they're a team of four students and they don't want to they don't want to expand themselves or overextend themselves too much beyond what they are. Right. But they did say they want to add additional game modes to serve different preferences on how to play. We want to serve those who want a more to be more absorbed in the creative building of small worlds in the form of a creative mode. Oh, interesting. So that I is can... something that they're working on, which as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, I'd love to just make stuff in yeah. this like like even, style and even more chill not having the pressure of sort of hitting all your numbers so your tiles keep adding up if you just have unlimited tiles and you could just go nuts with world creation i would i would do this for hours yeah. it really is one of those kind of games and you know as much as none of us are giant proponents of mobile games this could be a really good touch screen game uh, oh would, yeah for sure wouldn't That's take much that's yeah. got to be something they're thinking about. Yeah, it must especially be. with the early reviews being good. Like, yeah, yeah, put it on that. This would play yeah. well on cons. It'd just be a good, a good game. It just um, feels like even a good demo game for a platform like iPad or something. The video I'm watching, this guy just totally screwed himself by putting a corner, uh, a river that just goes nowhere. <laughs> but it's okay. See, that's the thing. Who cares? He's just chilling. I'm chilling, looking at him. We're all chilling. Highly recommend it, though. It's very good. Uh, so that's Dorf Romantic. <laughs> I don't know about the name. Maybe it's German. It means something. I don't know. I don't know. The title seems to help help it more than hinder it. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the kind of bad name that's good. So I got nothing, no problem with it. Yeah, like 
like if this was called Serene City, I'd be annoyed because <laughs> that's yeah. a, I hate or, that more. <laughs> you, you know, know? yeah, just or something just overly try hard in the fantasy. Yeah, I think it's perfect as is. Like dwarf romantic, it it sounds like it looks. Yeah, even though it, the word is weird. And John, your reference was absolutely not lost on me. That was fantastic. Okay, All I right. figured I figured someone would know dwarf. Oh, yeah. how can you not know dwarf? Dorf is yeah. Dorf is life. All right, uh, moving on. John played uh, along with Final Fantasy seven or uh, fourteen, whatever the hell it is. You played Fuser. I played Fuser. Tell me more about Fuser. So Fuser is a uh, quasi rhythm game. Uh, it's by Harmonix, people who did uh, Rock Band and stuff like that. Um, and basically, it's a music game where you take a bunch of uh, I would say popular music. It's always going to come with a lot of people going, I don't like any of the music, but uh, you take popular songs and you take elements of multiple different tracks and you fuse them together to create a remix kind of live on the fly. And Mm. so you, you might take, you know, the uh, bass of one song and you might take the instruments of another, um, and the vocals of a third. So they're or, mashups, you know, basically, kind of a mashup yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. yeah, mash them all together. And there is a there is a gameplay mode where you have objectives. You try to keep the crowd happy. You try and do transitions on beats and on time so that you know they fit. So in theory, you're making a good a good mix. You're not just going like, well, we're we're playing some Katy Perry now. And, okay, now uh, Rick rolling everybody just arbitrarily. Here we go. Like you gotta you you're gonna throw in the Rick roll. You need to know when to do it. You got to do it on beat. So that's kind of where the uh, the mm. timing element comes into play. Um, it's pretty cool. Although I will say, I'm a lot less invested in the game part. And more just messing around in the, again, like a sandbox mode of just going, I'm going to pick a bunch of stupid songs and I'm going to fuse them together and see how it sounds. And then my wife is going to come in at six in the morning and give me a weird look because I'm dancing in my chair like Baron Zemo listening to it and just going like, yeah, what do you think of this? And she's just like, no, (laughs) you are, you are way too, you are way too into this. And Nobody should be that excited about a Call Me Maybe remix. I'm like, I don't care. I'm having that's a good time. Tr- that's the truth. So it's fun. Uh, it's It was on sale on Steam uh, this past weekend. I think probably the easiest criticism to levy at it is it's expensive, potentially. Um, you know, it is a game that you want to have music for. And a lot of that where they make their money is selling you songs. Um, so it does come with a, there's a kind of a base level where you get some, some pretty basic stuff. And then there's a deluxe where you get even more songs. And then there's also the ability to buy individual songs on an individual basis, uh, lots of stuff in there. And so it can, it can get a little pricey depending on how much you want to go into it. Uh, I got it again while it was on sale, so it helped a little bit, but the, General criticism I keep seeing about it is that it's a very expensive game. Yeah, all their games are kind of sort of like that. It'd be nice if the initial pack was a little more diverse. Let me ask you this, though. Could I take like a 311 song and mix it with like a Willie Nelson song? You know yes, I mean? there are actually some pretty wild swings in genre. 
and sometimes you just go, oh God, what have I, what have I done? I've, I've created something that shouldn't be. Like there's for every time that you go, oh yeah, this is pretty. This sounds pretty cool. Uh, there are plenty of times where you go, uh, these genres don't mix and shouldn't have ever met. But I mean, because they have a lot of different genres. They try the game automatically tries to kind of pitch and tempo everything for you. Um, it it mm-hmm. gives you the control that you can play with it if you want to get into it and get that in depth. But by default, the game will try and find a way. You know, if you pick something that's a very high tempo song, and then you pick lyrics to a very that would typically go with a low tempo song, it will speed that up. And if it's too much, they will sound like chipmunks while they're singing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the game's just going to be like, well, you did it. You you created this world. Now live in it. Yeah. And uh, it's fun. It's it's just kind of idle, dumb fun. If you're really into music, if you're really into the idea of, you know, making mixes and stuff like that, uh, this is going to be a blast. I I have a feeling that if I show my wife's daughter this game, uh, it would be the only thing she would ever want to do. Oh, yeah, she would be dude. obsessed with it. Yeah. So if you are a big m- music fan and you like that sort of thing, like this game's pretty cool. It reminds um, me, and, and I, I don't think I, I don't think I'm crazy here, but those icons on the the mix board thing, you know, the kind of the main interface there, yeah. they look like the board game those guys made. Is this based on that board game that Harmonix put out? Because we had that game. You put cards I, in a. Yeah, I think it kind of is. I think like it. It's sort of it's that then. Like inspired by it, hmm. or it was the next evolution. Okay, because I we loved that. We had so much fun with that. I, now I'm suddenly more interested because I just realized that's kind of what this is. That's cool. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, I can't wait to put Drake and uh, Vanessa Hudgens together at last. I don't know who I made that. I made that up. But see there, but that's what you do, right? You just take whatever and you put it together. Yeah. Wait, did you pay the eighty dollars for this game? No. It was. How on, did you? It was sorry, on I mean, sale. I missed it. How did you get this game? It was on sale uh, last week. It was like sixty percent off or something like that. Oh, okay. I was like, because I was looking at it, and I'm like, let me see how much is this. Maybe I, I should screw around with it. And I'm like, eighty dollars? No. Is that eighty Canadian? <laughs> what is that here? Is like sixty, sixty here. Is it? Yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is Canadian to find money, so you know, it always sounds high. expensive for me. But I'm like eighty dollars. <laughs> it always sounds so, so much as Outriders. It, I'm like, yeah. ugh. Yeah, Outriders. Ugh, gotta go play that. Should I buy Outriders? I mean, they're gonna do crossplay on everything, so if we end up playing together, we can play yeah. no matter where we're at. Right now, so I do want to play it. I didn't because I was way too into Final Fantasy. You should just get Final Fantasy. <laughs> Well, get out right. I don't know. Final Fantasy lets you go. What is it, John? 60 levels for free or something? In the, if you yeah, I think, I, think, uh, I think all the base level content's free. Yeah. Just do the free I, I don't stuff. know if I, I like the, the, the action is appealing to me. I don't know if I want to do a. It's so much Final story, Fantasy. man. It's like, mm. oh, young prince, welcome. I can't tell. Are you a lady or a man? I'm a man. You're okay, really, you're, you're a man. You're, what? You really diminished my interest with the whole. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that's great. That didn't make it more exciting for you. Oh my gosh, know. that's that's the best part. Yeah, sixty levels. I'm already trying to uninstall Genshin Impact. Oh yeah, Genshin Impact will kill you after time. 
I haven't played um, it in like two months. I just keep bringing it up because it's still the buttons there to play it on my desktop. So I always think of it, but I'm like, I need to uninstall this, but I kind of can't. I'm yeah. always like, maybe I'll play it. Maybe I'll play it. I feel you. So you're saying I should play Final Fantasy instead of Genshin Impact? I think you should, if at least since the first look, 60 levels are free or the, all the base content is free, you should just see if it's even worth it to you. Like, try yeah, it. if it's a, yeah because mm-hmm. i don't know there's something about there's something there in that game that i think makes it neat and i don't i couldn't tell you what like it's it's a cut above well certainly a cut sauce. above like other you know all these the other secret Kore- recipe <laughs> you see these korean mmos i experiment with here and there oh i did i forgot to tell you guys i downloaded an mmo to my phone that syncs with a pc version of the game so you can keep your uh, progress called uh, AQ3D. Hold on. What's this called? Uh, I'm loading it real quick because I can't remember the date. Why did you do this? This sounds like you're not really involved in the decision making of this process. It's called oh, Adventure Quest t- 3. Okay. That's made up. Uh-oh. That is the game <laughs> that people play in a CSI they're like, he died in the game and he died in real life. It's, uh, what was it's he playing? A, Adventure Quest 3. It's a free-to-play game that looks like WoW Classic era graphics. Um, there's something about it I like. I can't put my finger on why I like it. It's something there. Can't put my finger on it. Only a little. I haven't played a ton. I also downloaded... Oh, I forgot to tell you guys, because I haven't really done anything with this either, but I got... Um, well, what's the Star Wars game? Uh, Republic Commando. You know, they did the remaster. Oh, release. yeah. Yeah. Somebody sent me a switch code for it. Uh, the, the publisher did. And so I'm going to play it. Uh, I'm going to play it on switch. And I actually think that's where I'd prefer, I prefer to play it is on this little screen. Cause you blow that game up. It doesn't look that great <laughs> compared to uh, what we thought it looked like back in the day, but that's an amazing game. I love it's Republic so Commando. It's one of the best Star Wars games ever made. I agree. Knights of the Old Republic wasn't so damn good, it would be the best Star Wars game I, ever I'm made. in full it's agreement. It's still super high up full there. Full agreement with you on that. And then the other game uh, that I got on my Switch today, because I just launched it, is that Pac-Man 99. It's uh, free. It's part of... Uh, it's like the Tetris 99 game, but with Pac-Man. And mm. that sounds weird, but it works. It's very fun. Super frantic. Good time. Just part of the... Does the first step activate Pac-Man? <laughs> no, because uh, because the, the, the world Pac-Man. isn't just. It's not a just world, John. You don't always get the just things in life. It should go Do like this. Activate Pac-Man. Activate Pac-Man. Activate Pac-Man. Let's play Pac-Man. What's the other one where he says, You win me to... No. Wait. Sometimes I... No. <laughs> No, damn it! I can't find it. There's, I have another Pac-Man one where he says, "Oh, you've lost your Pac-Man" or something like that. Anyway, that guy's great. We love him. Activate Pac-Man, but it's good. Pac-Man ninety nine. I haven't played a ton yet, but it's just like Tetris ninety nine, except not Tetris at all. It's it's Pac-Man, but you're playing. It's a battle royale where you got ninety nine other people, and you're trying to outwit them and not die. And the minute you die, you're screwed. But it's weird. It's very weird and good. Okay. Uh, Bo, you played Heroes and Hearthstone. How'd that go? Yep. <laughs> well, you know, it was fun. <laughs> not much new to say. I played those games. They've been around for a while. There's yeah. not much to discuss about them. Those are the games I played the past week. I've been playing a lot of... Well, in Heroes, yeah. I, I was kind of nudged to play a little bit because uh, my highest level character yeah. is Carl Jim yeah. or Karazim for those who have 
come on later, the monk character from Diablo three. Yeah. Um, I'm at, I'm up to level 94, 95 with them. And you get these new hitbox frames, you know, as you level up and lock them. So I'm like, Oh, let me, let me hit a hundred finally on one of these characters. Yeah. So I've kind of been playing a lot of monk, just kind of, you know, enjoy playing the game and then getting to level 100 and, you know, having the sweet frame and, you know, the, the EP status of a level 100 character. It's That's pretty great. great. How are, how is it? Yeah. How's the uh, matchmaking and stuff these days? Like, how's that all? It's that fine. Happen? Like it's like you log in and you get a game in like, you know, 50 seconds. Like it takes not no time at all for quick match. Yeah. Arams, they like Arams a formal mode now too. So the matches are quick there. Yeah. I haven't really put my foot in too much into storm league just cause it's, you know, it's a whole other stress affair and it's more fun with friends. So I right. haven't really had that, but I enjoy playing it. It's, it the client just works really great yeah it's you know like you play games and it's like they're janky or they're a little off and everything about that game just feels perfect to me right now so i yeah i'm a creature of habit as it turns out i've been itching lately uh to play so i need to well we should play we should play john we should play you probably think of that probably stomp a lot You're probably right. You think so? I mean, as much fun as the game is from the competitive spirit, it's also fun just to go in there and cream three, you know, 15 people over three games and just call it good. That's true. Sometimes dominating uh, is the best kind of aiding. All right. Uh, Well done. That sounds good. All the old favorites coming back uh, as they do. Let's now do this right here. Where is it? No, that's the wrong tab. Shit. Hold on. Here you go. That's a good question. All right. (laughs) (laughs) wrong tab all right let's do emails talk to the core at gmail.com is our email address and we got one here from morgan we got two today a couple of quick ones morgan says hey guys love the show recently on twitter john talked about how he liked a good meme but deemed shrek stuff as a bad meme are you able to uh, satiate my curiosity and talk about why that is? I'm also curious whether or not Bo or Scott are up to snuff on the whole Shrek memedom and what uh, and would like to have you all take a look at the attached fan art. I forgot to put it in our doc, so I apologize. I had to, I have no idea what John was talking about when I saw his tweet. <laughs> I have the uh, uh, the attached fan. Oh, do you? Art, so, you stick it in the uh, shared yeah. here, will you? And I'll or in our Discord, and I'll put it up for everybody. It's um, a meme. Mario. <laughs> Hold on, there he is. Okay, so ew. <laughs> I know it's awful. Well, it's really bad. Okay, here so we what, go. is this a meme? I mean, it's so a- okay. Let's talk about memes and what makes a good meme and a bad meme. I, I like I like memes in general. Like I think it's all fun to laugh together. I think you know I've gotten. Uh, really into watching reaction videos on YouTube as much as I thought they were annoying before. But I see in this like COVID world that there's value in enjoying things with other people and seeing other people enjoy things together and coming together over this stuff. And uh, so, you know, if, if there's a good meme, I'm all for it. Even if it gets a little cliche and worn down, you know, whatever, that's fine. I don't think this trend of putting Shrek on everything or referencing Shrek in regards to anything is funny. I don't think it's good because unlike most memes where it's like, oh, here's a funny thing. Here's a kid who likes turtles or, you know, whatever other meme of the moment you want to pick. It feels like the meme is. It's that person who's like, I, I, I like it ironically, like. 
It's not that Shrek is a good meme. It's that putting Shrek in anything is stupid. <laughs> and therefore, because it's stupid, it should be funny. And I don't I don't like it. In fact, part of the reason why it's been annoying me so much is not just because it still comes across my timeline on Twitter every now and then where people are like, they retweet the Twitter account of, it's a Twitter account that is every frame of the movie Shrek. That's all that they posted yeah. was literally, they went through and posted every frame from that movie, mm-hmm. which again, it's supposed to be funny because it's Shrek, yeah. but also having to find steam reviews for the dear Martha. I can't tell you how many steam reviews are just people doing the like ASCII text the ASCII of Shrek's Shrek. face. Yeah. The Shrek text thing. I hate that. And it's, it's just dumb. I just don't think it's funny. And I, my wife asked me, she's like, why are you complaining so much about Shrek today? And I was like, it's just this stupid meme and I hate it. And I don't think it's funny. And I can't believe that it's continuing to carry on because I don't think it has any legs. Cause I think people just like it ironically. And she goes, I don't see what's so funny about Shrek. <laughs> and that was the closest I got to getting it. Cause I was like, Oh, I think actually that might be the point of there's nothing funny about Shrek, but it's supposed to be funny. So here's Shrek. Uh, I don't know. It's dumb. It's bad. Uh, I know what's and happening. clearly if you look at the picture, they've taken it too far. It's a picture of shadow, the hedgehog licking Shrek's chest. Yeah. It's, it's gnarly. Um, but what's even the context of it? Like, I don't even see this. Is, this there is this it's, problem. It's, it's yeah. just, it's Shrek. That's the, that's the joke. Yeah. That's a hundred percent of the well, joke is you know, it's Shrek. It's dumb. Some people have, uh, you know, a love of anime and final fantasy 14. And some people just want to spend their time looking at shitty Shrek images. And <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> it's just their hobby. It's sad. And we shouldn't look down on the, these sad, sad people. Well, I, here's what, here's what I, I have a theory on this. I think it's, coming out of a certain generation where Shrek was the thing when they were kids that they were like, Oh, Shrek, that's a movie that'll be on repeat in this house on VHS or DVD. And it will be all we watch. I can tell you my kids did. They loved Shrek when it was yeah, old. Yeah. And they watched it, watched it, watched it. So now I just think there's some weird transcendence there. SpongeBob has experienced some of this itself. Other mm. things of the era, uh, Barney, the happy dinosaur or whatever the hell he was called. Um, uh, they, I Barney think the happy dinosaur. What's he called? He's the. I don't Barney think he the, was just called the happy dinosaur. Bur- purple he was dinosaur. Barney the dinosaur. Was it just purple? Maybe it was just purple. Purple. Yeah. No, yeah. I thought he was a, a kind of dinosaur. Oh, uh, was he? I don't remember now. I thought. Well, he was I mean, definitely. He purple. is a dinosaur that from their imagination. Yeah, I think it's just Barney the. I dinosaur. mean, he is purple, but I don't. I don't think he was necessarily. He was from happy. Barney and Friends. Yeah. So the, the thing I just put in but, our chat, this is what I'm talking about. It's like just derp faced, dumb. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just found I, I I forgot to put John yeah. in his Coke can thing over his head once, and now it's on the stream. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're laughing at your own destruction. <laughs> your own trolling. <laughs> yeah. See, there's a meme. Yeah, there's a meme. I that's a meme I appreciate and I'm a part of, and right. it's fine. Right. And and SpongeBob, like you said, but SpongeBob, there's like there's a joke typically with it. Right. Like right. it's relevant to something that's going on. And it's like, oh, look, we can squeeze SpongeBob into anything. Yeah. I Shrek would argue, seems to just be that it Shrek is the joke. Yeah, there's there's something don't I don't get it, it either. The same reason I don't understand Sonic is a separate meme. In this case, they're together, but that's a problem as well. Sonic is a meme thing 
that other game mascots of the era are not. And I cannot figure out what the frick is going on with Sonic the Hedgehog either. Some of this stuff just lends itself. You know how it's like certain words are funny and other words aren't. For some reason, there's a generation of people that think Shrek is immediately funny in the way that you would say, like with words, you'd say. Um, uh, I got one. I can't think Cards of one. Against Humanity. Yeah. I find the card that just says Jafar extremely funny. <laughs> I don't know why, but I will pick it as a winner almost every time. That's because you you're a kid of a certain card. age. I think that's, that's what it true. is. Because you just convince me to be okay with this meme, Scott? I'm not okay did. with that. I think I just convinced you to be Is okay. Is it just because it sounds funny, like J- Jafar? Like no, I don't know. Jafar. I don't know why it it's like funny. A- I don't know. I think it's <laughs> a one part. I picture the weird, lanky wizard Jafar, and it is a funny sounding name on its mm. own context. And why would you bring it up? Yeah. Who's thinking about Jafar right now? Yeah. And I, by the no way, way, just did a, a Google or a DuckDuckGo image search for Shrek meme. It's an it's an eternal scroll. Yeah, there are millions of these. So mm. so whatever it is, we're missing. We're missing it. Okay, now this is kind of funny. Hold on, I'm going to share this with you guys. This is I'm the, not saying there can't be gold within a bad meme. <laughs> yes, because this is actually this is more than that. But they've got they said, what if you took a, a minion mixed it with Shrek, you get Mike from Monsters, Inc. That's pretty cool. That's a fun idea. All right. Well, moving on to our next email. <laughs> this is from Justin, who says, hey, guys, love the show. Listen every week and agree that empty places are inherently more creepy. If you think about an empty mall or school is bad, uh, you should try being in a hospital after hours. I used to work the graveyard shift at a smaller community hospital. I had the unique position uh, of have a set of keys that granted me access to places that no one else could. Visiting the empty supply warehouse and clearing, co- uh, uh, cle- uh, sorry, and clearly hearing coughing in the back aisles and walking through the then abandoned old maternity ward and hearing things move in the distance in the patients' rooms was enough to end my curiosity of exploration forever. Keep up the great work. I love the banter and the return of dear Martha, Justin. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's like, what's the, what's the game? Uh, silent Hill. I could, I would much rather never be in a hospital ever again after playing that game. Don't like hospitals. Hospitals are definitely creepy. Not a fan. When, when my son was born and I had to go do like, you know, 3am, just go get more water in the water bottle. Like, and there were people there and and you were seeing people, but just like the weird, odd, quiet and kind of hushed tone, but you're in a building full of people. Like there is just something unsettling about it in general. Yeah, I don't like it. And that was in, that was in a just normal maternity ward. There was no, there's nothing weird going on there. It's making me slightly nervous just hearing you describe it. That's how weird that stuff is. It's not good. Yeah, it's no good. Um, all right. Thanks for your emails, everybody. We appreciate them. Talk to the core at gmail.com. That's talk to the core at gmail.com. And that is going to do it for another episode of core. I love doing the show. I hope you guys at home enjoy it. And big thanks to those who have shown that love for the show by uh, supporting us at our Patreon. Patreon.com slash core show is where you can go. It really means a lot. It helps, co- helps the show keep going. And uh, I don't know. It just shows you guys care. We appreciate it. So uh, thanks for doing that. A quick note, uh, I made a card game, and I want people to check it out. If, yeah. uh, if you're interested, it's up and ready to rock over at... I'm ready to rock. I didn't mean that as a as a joke. But anyway, it's called Rock Runners Incorporated. 
and you can learn all about this sci-fi fun little card game you can play with your friends and family that I designed, did all the art for, and will do full everything for. Uh, it's currently on a Kickstarter that's doing pretty well, but there's always room for more of you. So head on over there uh, to frogpants.com slash rockrunners and learn all about it and see if that game might be for you. Uh, also, join the Frog Pants newsletter where I talk about core stuff all the time. You can find that at frogpants.club. And for this show, frogpants.com slash core. Hey, don't forget us on Twitter either. We can be found there. Core Pod, John underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz. It's all there. You can find it all at the site, so don't worry about remembering everything. Just go to the one and you'll find the all. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Final words of wisdom, John. Go. Uh, hey, everybody. We all have fun sometimes on the show, and uh, it's important to meme responsibly. Yeah. You know, get yeah. out there. Find what you like. Don't let anybody else's opinion of your meme discourage you. Uh, that said, don't send me any Shrek memes. I don't want to see No any. Shrek memes. I'll give you a <laughs> keep, keep them to yourself. Yeah. Let, let your generation enjoy it. Let my generation be curmudgeonly about it. Yeah. How about that? You get a good score for your for your final words. Uh, well done. Uh, Bo, your final words. Go for it. Uh, my final words are you should definitely send Shrek memes to John. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think that would be a good idea. All right. That'll the do it for The one rule us. of the internet is when someone asks you to stop doing something, you immediately proceed to do it. Yeah. Rule 38, as we call that, yeah. of the internet. Uh, all right. Keep those memes coming to John. Thank you all for joining us. Seriously, just hound him on Twitter. It's a fantastic thing. You might get muted, but still, I, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, do what Bo says. All right, that'll do it for us. Thank you all for being here. We'll be back next week. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Yeah. <laughs>